I'm glad we talked about Butch and uh, honoring Butch and everything that went into that. And, uh, Stephen, really good job. I want to praise uh, the Baylor PR staff, all of them, all hands on deck, bunch of good folks out there. And uh, David Kaye did some great work, Taylor Bryan. I saw uh, Kyle Robarts, the uh, women uh, women's basketball SID. He was running around out there. Stephen, have you seen the young Robarts in person? Have you ever have you have you had uh, yes? Have you uh, encountered him? Okay, I I guess I have at some point, but you know he man, and I huh? via phone have just become in in text have become pretty pretty good pals, and he this like incredibly tall man stops me mosley i, I was he's like well we haven't really met in person but i'm kyle Robarts. i said whoa wait a second <laughs> didn't realize you were six eight so in, interesting uh <laughs> interesting to find out somebody that i mean you know you feel like you know pretty well is like way taller i used to i used to have people say things to me Stephen, that had been listening to me forever but had not seen me, and they would just say strange things like, I didn't expect you to look like this. You know, (laughs) you just never know what that means. Yeah, you kind of associate people with their voice, so I understand that, but that does sound sort of like a backhanded compliment. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Kyle's a big guy. Like, he he came in, one time D.D. Richards came in studio during NSA Roughness, and both he and Dee Dee were taller than me, obviously. But Kyle's very tall. And I, I feel like he tweeted one time, I need to I need to ask Kyle about this. Apparently, like when he was an adult, he just decided he was gonna take up like baseball. I, I can't remember if it was like a, a workplace type deal, like if he's playing in a league or if he just just playing for fun, but he started yeah. uh throwing the baseball around and he said he was quickly throwing like ninety four, ninety five on the gun. Just cause he's so like tall, I think it has so much power behind uh, behind his arm when he gets going. You know, the thing is, he didn't grow until he was in college. So he graduates from high school, and I think he told me he was like 5'11", 6 feet, and then he grows like seven more inches in college. So imagine that, you know, decent little guard, you know, in high school, whatever, but not good enough to play in college, and then you grow seven more inches in Scott, I mean, that's crazy. That is. I grew Imagine. as well in college, but it was in a different direction. That's right. You and I both, yeah, we, we packed on a few. Uh, it is, uh, it's Mosley and Simcox, and it's a busy, busy day. I mean, there's a lot, lot going on. Steven, I found out something interesting. You know, for years after I left ESPN.com, I was at Fox Sports Southwest, and I wrote columns for FoxSports.com. And I had missed something, Stephen. Today, I just happened to look down and Fox makes a big announcement. We're reversing course, and we're we're bringing back writers and digital content. Stephen, I was the, I was the, you know, I I, I was at FoxSports.com. That's where I was, and that was my. I mean, I still was on radio. I don't know what my primary primary income was, but it was like a solid income. And they just announced one day, we're um, uh, we're really sorry. Um, we're all we're just going to go straight to video, and there'll be no more writers. And then all of us were without gigs. It, for me, it was my my writing for years was my main gig, and radio was my side gig. But I lost it. And I was just like, 
And so today I just happened to look, Stephen, and it was a big announcement. Fox has decided to hire writers again. So anyway, am I grandfathered back in? <laughs> yeah, do I just, about to do say, I have like my, you got a new job, <laughs> Matt. Good for you. Do I, I, I don't think it works like that. And the, and the guy running it's one of my old associates from ESPN.com, Stephen. I don't know. I don't know if he's a mostly guy. I guess you could just see if your login still works and just start just start, start writing, writing. things. <laughs> or if you have if you have his email, just start emailing him columns. I guess just start writing. Start writing. Yeah, it's very very interesting stuff. I saw that and I thought I'd, I'd share that with you. And uh, boy, Stephen had Stephen. Is it fun putting together? The show when you and I are going back and forth with ideas on a day like today where you don't have time for everything. Doesn't this make you somebody? Tom the other day said, I just wish I had shown up here two uh, two months before I did. He was making that statement around Q and me. And I finally just said, well, okay, that'd be great. But I, w- I wish, uh, no, I said, I wish you had too. So you get a taste of what it's like to do radio with no games. For a couple of months, right? <laughs> like, Tom, yeah. have at it. Digging Tom up shows the... up, shows up when the games were going again. <laughs> we did radio for five months with no sporting events. He's like, I wish I'd have gotten here about two months before. I'm like, yeah, Tom, I wish you had gotten a bite of this stuff. But Stephen, now we are, we are cooking. We are cooking. We got a great show lined up for you today. May have stretch from. Uh, from that game time show, stop by in the five o'clock hour. He's got some thoughts on uh, what's going on with this Cowboys coaching staff. Could you already have changes? And then Kevin Long was one of our uh, good buddies for uh, works with rivals. He'll he'll jump on with us. I believe we're going to do that at three forty today. And Kevin's got some great perspective on all the Baylor stuff. So we'll have Baylor, we'll have Cowboys, and then four forty. Uh, Steven will get us caught up on a pretty busy with 5A and 6A uh, playing now very, very busy uh, high school front. And we'll look at that. Uh, I guess it's an upset. Boy, the way Temple beat them, maybe we were looking at that game the wrong way. Temple comes up to uh, Arlington and just puts a spanking on the Lobos. Get on back to East Texas, boys. Y'all head on back to East Texas. This is Syntex football. Y'all head on back there. This is the way we play, Coach Stewart and the fellas. So we got a lot of that at 440. Stephen, let's uh, do this, though. Had an opportunity to visit with Dave Aranda both uh, after the game and then uh, this morning, and uh, we'll share some of that with you next. Nobody has a better selection of light and heavy-duty Ram pickup trucks than Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Emily Kay. It's going to be a chilly night across central Texas with lows reaching the upper 40s and lower 50s with mostly clear skies and winds coming in from the north around 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tuesday will start off with temperatures in the lower 50s. Highs will be in the upper 70s in the afternoon with mostly sunny skies. Wednesday will be slightly warmer with highs around 85 degrees with mostly sunny skies once again. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 539 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. 
At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Recently on the Matt Mosley Show. It was like when we were first out of school, first out of Baylor. And he was trying to sell him a car. And uh, the guy said, yeah, I go to Baylor. And and, uh, and so my buddy from my hometown says, well, one of my best friends went to Baylor, Matt Mosley. And said the guy's, the guy's face just dropped. The guy responds, yeah, he dated my cousin for a long time. <laughs> didn't end well. This classic Matt Mosley Show moment is brought to you by our friends at Central National Bank. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show Monday through Friday from 3 to 6. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Nitchy Group Insurance Agency. With the Nitchy Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Nitchy Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Nitchy Group at 1-800-258-8302. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Life can throw you curveballs. That's why the Texas Rangers and our partners are teaming up to train the next generation to handle them on and off the field. At the Texas Rangers MLB Youth Academy at Mercy Street Sports Complex presented by Toyota, we provide year-round baseball and softball instruction. But the learning extends beyond the diamond with tutoring programs, internships, and more. See how young lives are being shaped at texasrangers.com academy. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Small Sandwich Shop. The NBA Finals are set, and it'll be the Lakers and the Heat game one coming up on Wednesday night. Russell Wilson throws for five touchdown passes, and the Cowboys come up short in Seattle, 38 to 31. Tonight on Monday Night Football, Kansas City taking on Baltimore, 7:15 kickoff. Baylor Bears finally get to game one, and they shined in all three phases of the game, beating Kansas 47-14. 
The Bears now get ready to head to West Virginia on Saturday for 11 a.m. kickoff. Game six of the Stanley Cup Finals tonight. Tampa Bay leads Dallas 3-2. Puck drops at 7 o'clock. Rangers take the final series of the season, beating Houston 8-4. Astros start the wild card tomorrow versus the Twins at 1 o'clock. Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. tears for Cowboys fans and uh, we'll have a lot on that as the day unfolds 420 Cowboys talk we had audio we got talk we we don't really need audio though when uh, Simcox and I are here to react to everything we don't need to overstock this thing with a million guests this is a show that actually comes on tries to entertain you ourselves I don't know if we succeed Stephen but we try we attempt to do and we that. We try our daily. best. <laughs> we can say that for sure. Well, we do have some good stuff. Uh, speaking of audio, from Dave Aranda. And uh, the, the, uh, the Bears come out with a 47-14 win. And, uh, boy, special teams were on fire. We were all out there. Tom Barfield from the 10 to Noon program, station uh, program director. And then uh, Q was in uh, was in the house, so I uh, had a good uh, a good uh, three of us there. And then we were kind of monitoring. We did the pregame show, and boy, Q was out to interviewing people in the uh, at during the uh, tailgating tailgating scene. Stephen, you know, it's usually kind of all over near the stadium. It was over across the street, kind of that Brazos parking area, and uh, there was some activity over there. Uh, I did manage to see some friends, uh, and uh, Hobby Howell is a big listener of ours. Stephen, he does one of the great uh, hobby in, in his group. And then uh, Mr. Thornall uh, is a guy that uh, I've known for years. He used to sit by, behind us at the, uh, at the Baylor games. He was over there. I think he and Hobby worked together somehow. But, uh, Stephen, uh, we kind of infiltrated that tailgate and they had some ribs and some sausage, and of course, I was able to get over there and uh, and 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 help myself to a rib. Uh, Hobby Howe, who had a huge smoker and all that good stuff, so that was good. Got to see a lot of friends. My buddy Trent Sharp was running around, former Baylor track star, a cross country star, and uh, Stephen. Some of our friends from the uh, uh, the internet group over there that still. Still like us. They were asking about Simcox. What's Simcox up to? What's old Steven doing? So that was fun. Now, we'll, we'll have this throughout the day. Today uh, was the Monday news conference with Dave Aranda. And so you'll hear at some point I jump in here. And, Stephen, this is uh, where I asked Dave Aranda about uh, one of the plays from the other night with a Baylor player being ejected from the ball game. Dave, what do you say to um, Christian Morgan 
after that targeting uh, uh, last season and previous seasons, targeting has been an issue uh, with at least one of the Baylor safeties missing some games uh, because of that. Um, how do you kind of, what do you say to him? You don't want to take the aggressiveness away from him, I know, but what, what was your feedback to him after that? Yeah, we watched, I appreciate that. We watched the, um, some of those fouls uh, on uh, yeah, yesterday, you know, as in front of the team. And so Christian, you know, was one of them. And I feel like, um, you know, a good, uh, good comparison there would be there was um, uh, a punt. I, I believe it was a punt that we had, and it was a really late fair catch. And so Kansas uh, was going to, going to get him was really late and so as we were kind of of closing in on the tackle um or closing into the finish it was really late and um we we might have uh we might have uh, uh, had some contact but we veered off um the last second and so i would compare that to the christian morgan um you know uh foul and so we talk about like a strike zone from from the chest level to about the mid torso, and that's where we've got to be able to, to to hit our to hit our pitches, right? Anything up here, we want to stay away from, and then anything below uh, torso on down, we want to stay away from. So we want to be able to hit right here, and it's a small target, and especially when it's moving, it makes it even more difficult. But you know, I think what we talked about with Christian is that hey, man, you're coming like this, and if you're getting a quarterback that's starting to slide. Right, much like that fair, that late fair catch, you have to be able to maneuver out. You got to be able to get out of the way. And he goes, Coach, I didn't know if he was going to run me over and everything. And and I, and I said, Man, I, I feel what you're saying, and I agree with um, with uh, you know your statement right there. But just where the game is at, and to keep everybody um, keep everybody playing and to keep everybody safe, this is what it is. And so. We're talking about some drills that we can really uh, hone in that can help us with that type of fast-moving decision, um, because you know we're gonna we're gonna face more circumstances like that. But anytime you're dealing with a quarterback, you have to be really aware of it. Anytime you're dealing on a sideline, right? You've got to be aware. You know, late hits and that, or hits outside the sideline. I think that showed up in our game uh, on our opponent. And then any anytime you're talking about balls that are thrown over the middle, you're talking about that as well in terms of the strike zone. And so I think education, emphasis, drills will be ways to uh, move forward there. What, what did you think of the overall performance of your secondary? It seemed like uh, seemed like Woods had one really good series and and uh, was pretty sharp at at uh, closing on the ball. And, and making some hits. What did you think of that whole that whole unit? I thought that I thought they did a good job. I thought they were, you know, when we were able to communicate and have our cleats in the grass and be settled, I thought we played really well. And I think there's there's some there's some work we can do just in terms of the communication from all the way up top to down below to on the field. And I think these are things where it's just first game and you kind of improve and you learn and, and you grow that way. But I think that communication all the way down to our players is an area that we can continue to improve. There's, there's areas to, um, to grow there. And so when our secondary was settled and ready to play, 
I thought they were where they needed to be. And, um, you know, there were some different looks that we saw in this game, um, more, more so than what we prepared for. And so um, you talk about Brian Stewart, Matt Pollage, and Ron Roberts and the adjustments they made and, you know, the coaching that went on the sideline, really proud of that. All right, there he is, Dave Aranda, <clears throat> uh, during today's Zoom news conference. Stephen, do you, you like that? When he, he likes to talk about cleats in the grass. You know, on the grass, there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of grass talk. And, uh, and I, I enjoy that. I mean, Stephen, we'll come back to uh, some of the uh, – Terrell Bernard had some interesting comments as well. I, I thought – I wanted you and I to talk about it before we played this bit of audio from Tristan Ebner. Uh, Stephen, I, I've been to a lot of Baylor games over the years, as you well know, and uh, since I was a kid. And I am the son of a former Baylor football player, and so I grew up on it. And I remember in the early 80s – Bruce Davis was a track star. If you gave him a, a shot, he could take one all the way. Gerard Douglas had unbelievable speed running back. I, I there was a uh, there was somebody had a receiver even on some of those bad teams. Um, Johnny, well, it's not coming to me right now. Anyway, they had they had an unbelievable uh, return man. Nothing though that I've seen over the years <clears throat> quite like this. Now Gerald McNeil, the Ice Cube was about 5'7", 160 pounds, and maybe giving him some extra weight. He was scary on a on a punt return, kick returns. Dennis Gentry ended up becoming a great NFL kick return man, and I think he could return punts as well. I've never seen anything quite like Ebner, though, like when it comes to um, erasing angles. Stephen, I mean, you're up there. You're monitoring things during the game. You saw these returns, though. To to have to be bottled up, and then not only sort of reverse field. Obviously, Kansas had breakdowns and they broke contain, but they still had an opportunity on the first one. I bet they had four or five players who had angles on on the kick return man on Ebner. And he erased the angles. Like, he got to the sideline, and it, I don't know. I don't know what Kansas – I mean, it just was weird. I, I don't know how much of that is Kansas ineptitude and how much of that is just pure uh, speed. I mean, that, 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 was, that was unbelievable stuff. Steven, one of the best special teams performances, if not the best, in Baylor football history. Yeah, pretty incredible, and uh, I mean, definitely a team effort. You know, on on that first one, you see Love it um, get a block and then get down the field and get another block, but uh, just incredible. You mentioned how he erases those angles, just gets to the outside and the speed, and that's huge. I mean, that was one area of this team that they really started to excel at under Rule. You know, it always seemed like they'd have a couple blocked punts, big like blocked punts during the season. That field goal game started to come along with, with Mayers at the end of last year. Um, and the return game is just another extension of that now. All right. It was at the mayor out there the other night himself. Like, he had a field goal. It looked like it never. I was just like, nah, I think doesn't have a chance. That sucker somehow went through. It was a low. That was a low kick out there. All right, let's listen real quick. Steve, this is uh, – 
I, I, I was able to, uh, after the game, ask Treston Ebner um, how surprised he was about, uh, about that second, that second uh, kick. After the safety, they kick it to him again. Were you a little shocked that they did uh, kick it to you that second time after you'd had the 100-yard touchdown? I mean, I know I was a little shocked. Uh, I was shocked, but, um, you know, you know, you want to capitalize on their mistakes. So I'm thankful that they did, and um, I'm thankful that I picked up the blocks that I did. But I was shocked. Yes, sir. <laughs> did you? Was I laughing on the Zoom, the post-game Zoom? You got Steven? a little chuckle out of that one, yeah. <laughs> I left it in there because I thought it sounded good. <laughs> Gave him a little... Sir, Stephen, do I look like a, I mean, I guess I do now. Got to look, especially, I did. I had my sunglasses off, Stephen. You know, I actually had I'm my real glasses thanks for that. I the blocks on. that I did, but I was shocked. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was shocked. Yes, sir. I, I like that. I like the ending of that. Ebner, uh, Ebner admitting that it shocked him, but they kicked it to him. And the worst, Stephen, doesn't it seem like on those returns, sometimes if a player bobbles it or there's a bounce to it, it for some reason it throws off the kick coverage team. You know, it just kind of throws the timing off a little bit. And um, and then he go, why are they not – I don't understand. I, they kicked off. Why did they not punt? Why do you not put, like, huge hang time on a punt and give your team a chance to get down there and make the play. I was watching the NFL. There was a safety last night in a game. Was that the Seattle Cowboys game? There was a safety? I think there was. Zeke yeah, Zeke tackled. couldn't get out of the end zone. What'd they do? They go with a big they go with a punt. And Cowboys got down there and covered the thing pretty well. So I, I did not understand that. All right, Steve, we'll continue down this Baylor path. All right, let's do that. And of course we got high school football talk. At 4:40, got the schedule for 4:40. If you want to hear all about the local games and, of course, Temple going up there and taking care of business, Lobos, get yourself out of town, get yourself right. All right, we'll uh, talk to uh, Kevin Longquist, the noted, the noted Rivals.com columnist, joins us next. The Bears on the road for the first time this season. This Saturday, headed to Morgantown to take on the Mountaineers. 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 11 a.m. kickoff with J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson, and the voice of the Bears, Sean Morris. Bears ears from Milan Pushkar Stadium in Morgantown. Here on ESPN Central Texas. Skilled trade workers are the backbone of every community and also the Army National Guard. Soldiers trained to keep the power flowing, engines running, and in every other trade needed to accomplish the mission. These soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. Did you know that one out of every four men have systematic low levels of testosterone and don't even know it? If you think you're too young to worry about it, guess again. Low T levels can make you feel tired and grumpy, cause weight gain, wreak havoc on your sexual desire and performance. Petty Clinic Low T can set up same-day blood screening and results. 
So if you're tired of being tired, I challenge you to man up. It's a private clinic with an atmosphere catering to men. Affordable, too. Only $150 a month. Includes lab work, office consultation, testosterone injections, and follow-up visits. Compared to $395 a month in Dallas and Austin, and you don't even have to fight the traffic. Petty Clinic Loti is board-certified physician consultations will provide you with the best form of brand-strength testosterone available. So listen up. If you're looking for increased energy and strength, improvement in sexual desire and performance, elevated moods, focus, and concentration, contact Petty Low T today, just off Highway 84 at Old Hewitt Drive in Woodway. Petty Clinic Low T, PettyClinicLowT.com, or Google search Low T Waco. For a limited time, when you open a Casasa checking account at Genco Credit Union, you can receive a cash bonus, a $25 cash bonus. Now is your chance to be a part of the friendliest credit union in town and enjoy all the benefits of a free account that pays you money back each month and a bonus when you open it. Apply online today and get your bonus and start letting your money make you money. Qualifications and requirements will apply. For details, go to GencoFCU.org and CUA Equal Housing Lender. Genco. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. It's that time of year. It's football season. Bird Colgen Ford's a proud supporter of the best high school football teams in Texas right here in Central Texas. And Bird Colgen Ford is proud to sell the number one truck in Texas, the F-Series truck, led by our leading rusher, the F-150, 43 years in a row. Nominate your Ford Tough Player of the Week at FordPlayerOfTheWeek.com. Bird Colgen Ford, the right choice since 1936. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Smalt Sandwich Shop. The NBA Finals are set, and it'll be the Lakers and the Heat. Game one coming up on Wednesday night. Russell Wilson throws for five touchdown passes, and the Cowboys come up short in Seattle, 38 to 31. Tonight on Monday Night Football, Kansas City taking on Baltimore, 7:15 kickoff. Baylor Bears finally get to game one, and they shine in all three phases of the game, beating Kansas 47-14. The Bears now get ready to head to West Virginia on Saturday for 11 a.m. kickoff. Game six of the Stanley Cup Finals tonight, Tampa Bay leads Dallas 3-2. Puck drops at 7 o'clock. Rangers take the final series of the season, beating Houston 8-4. Astros start the wild card tomorrow versus the Twins at 1 o'clock. Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. On is Matt Mosley. Of course, with uh, Stephen Simcox. Kevin Longquist, Sikkim Sports, at Sikkim Sports. You can find him. Rivals does some really good work out there covering everything. Baylor, man loves a good Zoom session. I saw him on there today. Appeared to have some kind of uh, Minnesota Twins cap on and the twins will be involved in this postseason unlike the rangers kevin longquist uh we welcome him back to the matt mosley show kevin this was a uh, an interesting um start for the baylor season i think all in all a very successful start were you uh what were you thinking though when uh, kansas went right down the field on that first uh on that first possession were you thinking uh-oh did that did, it, did you have mo did you have a kind of a Almost a flashback to early, early Matt Rule. Started that way. Sorry about that, Matt. Um, 
I don't think you want your first season or your initial uh, possession of the game to go like that. And obviously, Kansas was aided by a personal foul penalty, which uh, helped them keep that possession going. And then, of course, Baylor kind of fizzled. But then I think once they got that stop at midfield, with about what was it, about five and a half minutes to go in the quarter, and then they took it down and scored and got it tied, I think they all kind of relaxed and played the game that they were capable of. And, you know, in my opinion of it, I don't think Larry Fedora needed to show a lot on offense with this game because, let's face it, Kansas just doesn't have the talent to match up with Baylor uh, and hasn't for quite some time, as we've seen over the years of this series. And for all intents and purposes, when uh, Treston Ebner returned the first of his two kickoffs back for a touchdown, the first one obviously to open the second half, I think that was pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, think, yeah, of, it this I... Way, think of it this way, Matt. They only threw seven passes in the second half, pulled everyone in the fourth quarter, didn't throw a pass in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they, they, they did sort of shut it down a little bit, although the squirrel, the squirrel, there was a squirrel <laughs> loose on the field late in that game. Let me ask you something about Charlie. Did um, I just wanted, I didn't know if my eyes were lying to me or I, I don't want to read too much into something. We, we've heard people say Charlie's arm's gotten stronger. Now, of course, like you said, it wasn't like a pass-happy type game. I will say there was something kind of uh, tight. Take that, Kevin, if you need to. There was something uh, uh, tight about his or, or tighter about his delivery, like his mechanics. I thought the ball kind of was getting out of there pretty quickly, efficiently, and I thought he had some juice on the ball. Did you, uh, did, did you uh, sense something similar? I thought that Charlie's ball was okay. Uh, I mean, there were a couple balls that, you know, were obviously he overshot somebody. And, and, you know, to be honest with you, I, I don't think he was really asked to do a lot. I mean, there were a couple of some underneath throws there uh, from the from the velocity. And I think the velocity was better. I, I just don't know if you can say I'm on a – someone's trying to text me here, Matt, so bear with me, so I apologize for that. But I think the one thing to probably talk about here is – I really want to know what Charlie's going to be and what this offense is going to be all about um, when they get to West Virginia on Saturday. I think that's really kind of the key here because I think they're going to have to open up a little bit more on this. They didn't really have to take any big shots downfield on this. And I thought from the standpoint of the way Charlie managed the game, I thought he managed the game fine. He managed it the way you were going to want him to do it. Now, of course, he got dinged in the second quarter. And I think from that standpoint, everyone kind of held their breath. Maybe he got a little bit eh, jumpy and because of everything that we saw him go through last year, especially in the last two games against Oklahoma and Georgia. But once he was able to, once he were able to kind of get that bruise and his quad worked out and that he could still, you know, run the offense to the degree that they needed him to, then I think everyone just kind of you know, was able to kind of get back into catching their breath. And so I, I was fine with the way Charlie played. I know some people have commented saying that he hasn't improved, and I'm not going to go there. I don't think that's a fair assessment yet for, for a couple of reasons. One, he's working with a new wide receiver crew. And then the other thing is, is that he's working with a new offense. And sure, Charlie can talk about the fact that this offense is more tailored to him at, because of what he did at Lake Travis and how this offense looks like that. But you still have to go do it in a game. And you still have to go against somebody that really wants to, if you will, take your head off and beat you as opposed to the, you know, your teammates who are going to try and rush you, but you're wearing a red jersey, and so they're going to know to back off on you. 
uh, when it gets a little bit too close. Yeah, I I, uh, I agree. And while I'm talking here, tell them you're on the Mosley show, Kevin. T- send them a text. <laughs> that, may be, that may be your daughter in Fayetteville needing a little more money or something. Or, you know, or somebody it might be is... the other one in Tuscaloosa needing some money, too. Oh, so that's I've got, right. I've got, yeah. I've got Sam Pittman and, and, uh, and uh, Nick Saban followers wherever the, uh, right now. Okay, yeah, that's uh, – that's true. They're probably blowing you up for some of your Twitter stuff, some of the things <laughs> you, you said on Twitter. Talking to Kevin Longquist, you can see him at Sikkim Sports. Kevin, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the defense. This was a uh, this was an interesting group. Uh, some fairly inexperienced defensive linemen, and then uh, I, I thought at that star position, we talked about star position, talked about the Jack position. Boy, Petrie. I wasn't totally ready to buy, oh, my gosh, Jalen Petrie's become this kind of great player for the Bears. What's all that about? Boy, I got to say, in in game one, extremely, extremely active. He was all over the place, and you can kind of get a vision for for why they've been bragging on him so much. What were your takeaways after seeing Petrie function in that uh, in that star position? You know, the thing that struck me, Matt, the most was I thought I, I really loved the way that the angles that he took, especially that he was on a couple things where he was able to string some things wide, including, and I pointed out a couple things. I think I might have mentioned it to Dave this afternoon on his call was how he was able to string Puka Williams wide. And Puka is really the best offensive player on that team for Kansas. And so if you can take him away or limit him for a second, I, I think that really makes Kansas's offense even more pedestrian than it already is. And I think there were a couple of times when, when Puka was trying to get to the outside where Jalen was able to get the right angle on him and trip him up or at least stand him up so he could get some help to knock him down. And I thought the, I thought the answer that Dave gave was pretty interesting. For one, he, he, thought, he said maybe he was coached on that. Maybe that's what Matt Rule and his staff had done with him you know, in the years leading up to when Dave and Ron Roberts arrived. And then the second thing he said was that uh, Jalen was instinctive about it. I also think, too, from the standpoint that, you know, using you – know, and one of the runs that I'm thinking of, he didn't use the sideline as the 12th defender on this, but I can see where I think that's going to be a real part of what the, this, this Baylor coaching staff is going to emphasize. Like saying, look, if you can get somebody pinned to the corner or to the sideline – Make that sideline your 12th defender. I mean, it's pretty much the same thing like in basketball, Matt, where if you get somebody pinned in a corner on a full-court press, there's two, there's two guys on the defender, and then he's sitting in the corner where he can't get rid of the ball. So that's like a third defender, if you will. And I think that's really what football coaches are starting to maybe stress a little bit more. But in particular, I think the way Dave uh, Aranda talked about it in his press conference uh, this afternoon. Yeah, I, I think all that is uh... – I, I find all that kind of fascinating, and uh, Kevin Longquist joining us from Sikkim Sports. Man does really good work and uh, has a great feel for these players, their backgrounds, because he's been following them for years uh, in recruiting. All right, um, now, I mean, this Ebner thing, <clears throat> that is uh, pretty remarkable. I think o- Oklahoma State probably could challenge the Bears for best running back duo, but I don't know if anybody else can. This uh, Lovett and, and Treston, and you throw the squirrel in the mix, you got others. That was uh, 
Kevin, I mean, I, I don't know what to compare that to. I, I was trying to think about some of Baylor's best return men ever, even going back to Dennis Gentry in the old days, Bruce Davis. Bruce had incredible spree, uh, speed, uh, track speed. But, I mean, have you um, – have you? I mean, that's that was pretty wild to, to see a whole team not be able to use the angles they had on Treston Ebner. I mean, that was uh, that was about as impressive as anything I've seen in a while. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch. And for those who didn't see him, his first uh, Baylor kickoff return for a touchdown period since Corey Coleman did a homecoming against Iowa State in 2013. And then obviously, uh, Treston's the first man in Baylor history to have two kickoff returns for touchdowns in a game. I, I, you know, the one thing that, uh, that I, and I've been a proponent of this because everyone says, well, you don't want to have your best skill guys in the back you know, on returns for kickoffs or punts for fear that they're going to get hurt. I'm like, well, Okay, if you, but that's the risk you take every time you walk out on the field between the white lines, whether you're going to play offense, defense, or special teams. There's the possibility you're going to get hurt. So what's the difference if you're going to get hurt on a return or if you're going to get hurt on non, non-contact when you're trying to turn uh, on a, you're trying to cut on a slant route or whatever, and the ball is going in another direction, you just turn up line. It just happens. It's a violent game. People get hurt. So my point is, Matt, is that you've got to have your best guys out there in a position that will give you the best possible chance to win. And I felt the one thing that Baylor special teams units have really lacked over the last several years is that explosiveness to really turn a game. And, you know, obviously we had Grayland Arnold return the punt, had the punt return against SFA last year, but that was it. I mean, their, their return games, this is no disrespect to Matt Rule's teams, but really during the rule era and really toward the end of the Bryles era, there just wasn't anything of a spark. And the one thing, and I kind of think about, I equate a, a kickoff return for a touchdown like the triple in baseball. It's the most exciting part of the game because it can turn. And you can just see when Treston's first return gave Baylor that 24-7 lead, it energized Baylor. It really deflated Kansas and that's where I go back to the point where I said a few moments ago, that's where I thought this game was over. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I, I got to say, going to Morgantown with no fans, I mean, I there is no uh, – it, it, this has been a tough way to start his career as a coach, you know, having to go through all this and game cancel, cancellations. But now on the field, they've started – I mean, this, this has really played into their hands a little bit. Do you mm-hmm. sense – that Baylor is undervalued right now for a team that went 11-3 and last year and, and almost won the conference and almost made the playoff and, and really has the majority of the offense back. Do you think I this think, team is being undervalued nationally and even in the Big 12? I think to an extent, yes. I mean, I picked them fourth in the preseason poll that back in July yeah, because I th- – and, and the reasons I think why they're getting undervalued is because at the time, and this was before William Bradley King got all settled in, and of course Dylan Doyle got his waiver, which really changed that whole linebacker core situation for them. But the questions on defense were justifiable. At the time when the season ended, there were only two starters that were coming back on that side of the ball. And then on offense, you know, they lost, what was it, six guys. And of course, Charlie coming back helps. But there were so many questions about the offensive line regarding this group. And so I think, I think we're going to know a lot more about this team in Morgantown. Of course, it's a place where they've never won. But as you said, the circumstances are so much different than what they've gone into in previous years. You know, they, they, they had a close call with the West Virginian 
in 2016, of course, and then obviously in 18, it wasn't. It was kind of a nightmare. But uh, I think if they find a way to win this game up there, um, that's number one. They will have cleared a hurdle that they've never cleared. It's kind of like when they won at Oklahoma State a few years ago, and when they hadn't won there since like 1937. When you clear those thresholds, it just changes it. So I think if they find a way to pull this off, then they have the bye week before Oklahoma State comes to Waco on the 17th of October. I think that gives them a lot of momentum. The two things we want to see here, I think, over the next couple of weeks, Matt, are one, once they get the entire offensive line back, the first teamers like Jake Burton, Blake, Blake, Blake Bettier, Xavier Newman, on that front, and if that defensive line can mature a little bit more, I think that really can tell you exactly what these fronts are going to look like and what this team is going to look by look like uh, because of the fact that they because of the fact there's so many questions about those. I think the Big 12 let's let's call it for what it is kind of looks like a dog right now when Oklahoma blows a three touchdown lead against K State and then Texas has to scramble in Lubbock and win there, which has never been an easy place for Texas to play anyway, as we both know. But I think if but but they're going on the road to Norman, they're going on the road to Austin. Again, they're going on the road to uh, Iowa State, and of course they're going to Morgantown this weekend. If they find a way, and then they go to Lubbock, of course. If they find a way to go maybe three and two in those five games, then they're definitely going to be in the race because I think the conference winner or the con- the two teams playing for the conference championship on, on December nineteenth probably going to have two losses. Wow. Well, at least that, one of them is going to have two. That's like the old SWC. Everybody was 5-2. and two. They had a five-way tie, you remember, back in 1990. Oh, yeah. That was when I didn't have as much yeah. gray hair. <laughs> no, the hair still looks good. Hair still looks fine. Khalif Muhammad in the Baylor Bears tied for first place that year. I'll never forget it. All right. Um, well, I appreciate it, Kevin. Do your thing, and uh, I will uh, talk to you soon. Thanks for being with us. Not a problem, Matt. Always good to be with you. Thanks for having me. There he goes. Kevin Longquist, Sikkim Sports, the rivals at Rivals Network. They do a nice job, and he covers uh, Baylor. Very smart guy, and it's uh, good to have him on. All right, it is time for Campus Confidential. We'll take a peek around um, college uh, football and all the things that happened over the weekend, get you caught up on everything. That's next. Good luck to the Midway Panthers as they continue their tradition of excellence this season. At Wilkerson Hatch Bailey, we also carry traditions. I'm Brooklyn Bailey. 95 years, our family has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services and celebrations custom to your loved ones. From intimate memorials to large celebrations, we believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to your family. Learn more at whbfamily.com. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. All right, a lot of hunters out there, and you know what type of uh, season it is out there after those birds. Uh, What's also truck season at Allen Samuels in Waco. Get the uh, Ram to hold all of your gear, put all of your trailers and ATVs 
At Allen Samuels, it's truck season. That means it's time for Ram Power Days. Ram Lone Star Crew Cabs now feature $9,750 in bonus cash and incentives, or you can choose 0% financing for 72 months and no payments for 90 days. With approved credit, ask for details. Ram, the highest pickup owner loyalty in America. Boy, Ted Teague and the staff, they do a great job out there. And remember, it's also Jeep Adventure Days. Jeep Gladiator Sport now has 3.9% financing for 72 months, no payments for 90 days. And Jeep has just announced employee pricing for all. It's back on uh, most Gladiator models. See Alan Samuels for full details. Of course, I drive that Grand Cherokee, that silver Grand Cherokee. Love driving that thing. Drove it out to East Texas Friday and then took it right back into Waco. Came through Grosbeck, came through Mart. Love that little area right there. 164, I came rolling in the Grand Cherokee. Uh, you can also choose up to $6,000 in bonus cash on that uh, Jeep Cherokee or Jeep Renegade. And those 2020 Cherokees feature 0% financing for 72 months. Shop, apply, and buy online at allensamuelsdcj.com. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families fishing and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Recently on the Matt Mosley Show. It was like when we were first out of school, first out of Baylor, and he was trying to sell him a car. And uh, the guy said, yeah, I go to Baylor. And and, uh, and so my buddy from my hometown says, well, one of my best friends went to Baylor, Matt Mosley. And said the guy's, the guy's face just dropped. The guy responds, yeah, he dated my cousin for a long time. <laughs> didn't end well this classic matt mosley show moment is brought to you by our friends at central national bank listen to the matt mosley show monday through friday from three to six with so many companies and policies out there it gets so confusing shopping for insurance and i never know if i'm getting the policy that's right for me luckily i met the team at the niche group insurance agency with the niche group you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs with the niche group i know i'm getting the right coverage at the right price if you need insurance talk to the experts at the niche group at 1-800-258-8302 don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Life can throw you curveballs. That's why the Texas Rangers and our partners are teaming up to train the next generation to handle them on and off the field. At the Texas Rangers MLB Youth Academy at Mercy Street Sports Complex presented by Toyota, we provide year-round baseball and softball instruction. But the learning extends beyond the diamond with tutoring programs, internships, and more. See how young lives are being shaped at texasrangers.com academy. 
KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is uh, Matt Mosley with Stephen Simcox rolling through a Monday, 4.05. Gorgeous day. Great day to be talking about NFL, college, high school. Got high school talk coming up. We're going to do some Cowboys at 4.20 and react to another crazy one out there in Seattle. And then at 4.40, we'll dig into uh, the high school weekend that was. And uh, Stephen Simcox, Garrett Ross were doing that scoreboard show the other night. Lots of happy Temple fans. Way to go down there, Temple. Way to represent Central Texas. Way to go, Waco. Waco High School got out, got out there, played the, played the rears off. I mean, there's some really good performances out there. And uh, Midway, Midway did its thing. The real thing starts next week. And uh, but it was good to get out there. And uh, Stephen, did you sample? Uh, did you get over there and see what Barfield, Coach Weethorn, and the gang sounded like? How was it? Was uh, was Tom? Was Tom in midseason form? Oh yeah, Tom was great. And I mean, if uh, you know, he's just fantastic. He was excited. He was excited to talk to Coach Weethorn. Um, it's it's always great to tune in to Stretch and Tom, especially uh, the Monday after a weekend of football, because obviously Stretch has. Great thoughts on the Cowboys. Tom's going to touch on, you know, the Cowboys yeah. as well as the college weekend in high school. It's a good oh, show yeah. there from 10 to now. Now, I, I meant I was talking about Tom's play-by-play work. I was all excited about that the other night. I mean, to hear – and now you've heard Tom on Robinson for years, and so you, you're familiar with his work. But I, I midway – Tom on those midway games. Steven, I'm getting good vibes. I'm getting good feedback from out midway. They, they love that – they love the Barfield sound, and they just they like they like his style. I just wanted to note that. Yeah, the Midway broadcast was great and good for them to kind of have a for Midway that is to have sort of a preseason scrimmage game before they kick things off against Westlake next week. But Tom did a great job, and uh, he he'll have the Panthers covered all year long. So excited that, to have them back on the airwaves. That's good. That's good. Okay. Now, here we go. Steven, you were in the studio the other day, and you were watching all these games. And, of course, I'm sorry, that that TCU situation, I know that was a bummer for you, um, uh, for them to be able to come in. And the Carter was not rocking because there weren't many fans allowed. So it wasn't the usual advantage that it gives uh, the, uh, the fellas there at the Carter. Let's start, though, with K-State. Steven, I'm listening to this game. It's coming in from Longview, and I was uh, driving in. And, and it was like 27-7 and Teddy Lehman and Toby Rowland and all the Oklahoma radio people, they're just having a big time. Oh, yeah, we're just having fun here. Up 27-7. And uh, at the time, it was like the quarterback, Rattler, had thrown for a couple of uh, interceptions, but he had two or three touchdowns. He was 23-25. His only incompletions were those interceptions, and it just seemed like, well, they're rolling. They're fine. They're going to carry this thing out. I was just stunned. I was just stunned to hear about the comeback. Steven, did you have your eye on it? And it was it just one of those situations where once the tide started to turn and that Skylar Thompson got going, did it just sort of to slip away from the Sooners? I mean, I 
I am. I mean, this was the we're talking about the the man who we thought would cure COVID, Lincoln Riley, to have to have Kleiman just come all the way back on him. I mean, I I got. I mean, I have big time respect for the K State program. I really do. But this was an embarrassment to be sitting there in Norman and and to have K State do that to you and be favored by about four touchdowns. This was a big time embarrassment. It was uh, it was a very interesting game, and yeah, once OU went up twenty eight to seven, you thought, okay, well they're just rolling. And Kansas State, another part of that was they were real banged up. They they still have people out because of contact tracing and positive tests. So, and their secondary, they were really a mash unit, and looked like Oklahoma was just going to hang 40, 50 points on them. But they were able to force some turnovers. They had some plays on special teams, Matt, a blocked punt. And had a 50-yard field goal to take the lead. And also, I was surprised. Skylar Thompson's a good quarterback. He's been in Manhattan for what seems like seven or eight years. Um, But they were getting it done over the top in the passing game. They had a 78-yard pass that set up a short touchdown run. They had a 75-yard touchdown pass that kind of got them back in that game. So explosive plays from the K-State offense. The defense was able to find, you know, a foothold and make some stops. And it it was just pretty incredible to watch because – that game looked all but done, and then K-State completely took over. So, incredible win for them. They've beaten Oklahoma two years in a row now. And, uh, yeah, quite the job by Chris Kleiman. And what a bounce back from losing to Arkansas State a couple weeks ago to, to going into Norman and, and winning that game. The Grinch. Stephen, we talked about the Grinch. We thought OU's defense had turned a corner, and it was going to be pretty good. And they had K-State on the ropes. you got to put a team like that away. Uh, I've got the Sooners now, Stephen, as the Atlanta Falcons of the Big 12. All right, that's what we're going to call them. <laughs> um, Texas Tech. Boy, the, the horns go rolling into Lubbock. And everybody thought, oh, man, Texas, they're so good. They're a top 10 team in the country. The Longhorns will take care of it. And, boy, Texas Tech fought, and they fought, and then they got the thing rolling. And uh, and they go up and in a bad omen, Stephen. It was fifty six to forty one, I believe. And um, the the youngster from Texas Tech did the old hook them, you know, horns down. Of course, the Big Twelve legislates that. I don't know if that did they catch that, Stephen. I saw that afterwards. Number ten. Oh, oh uh, they, they, they gave them the big-time horns down. That's a 15-yard penalty in the Big 12. The Big 12 protects these Longhorns. They do not want the Longhorns feeling embarrassed or feeling insecure. So the horns down is a, is a penalty. And Tech was doing it. And then all of a sudden, lightning strikes, four, four minutes, 15 seconds to go. Uh, Ellinger gets it done. Two quick scores. What a... What a what a crushing loss for Matt Wells, head coach out there in Lubbock. He's been on this program. That's a uh, you've got to get that thing home when you have the horns on the ropes like that, and they let them wriggle off the hook, and the horns the horns uh, skate on this one. Stephen, were you did you were you kind of monitoring this thing and? How big of a choke job was it by the Red Raiders? It was bad, Matt. It was bad for friend of the show, Matt Wells. Uh, you know, thought they had control of that game and they had that long touchdown run. I thought, all right, Texas Tech's going to win this. 
another upset in the Big 12. Um, huge kind of statement win for, for the Red Raiders and then just allowed uh, a quick touchdown drive, botched the onside kick recovery, and all of a sudden you're sitting there and you're in overtime. Um, an incredible job by Texas coming back. But, yeah, Texas got to find a way to close that game out. I mean, had multiple chances to just put the game away, end it, and could not do it. And Texas survives for uh, for another week. Got to have your special teams. You got to be working up there. And then he put the hands team up there. They got they've got to finish that thing off. Good job by Texas finding a way. You know the Longhorns did. And you got to give them credit for that. Cyclones go into the Carter, into Eamon Carter, and uh, what do they call them, Stephen? The Carter Boys. I mean, hashtag Carter Boys. And um, Horn Frogs, this thing was back and forth throughout the day. Horn Frogs hung tough. They tried to hang in there. They had poor quarterback play. First half, Matthew Downing starts the game. Max Duggan, last year's starting quarterback, uh, uh, relieves him, plays a little bit better, I believe, in the second half. I'd have to think that's going to be the quarterback for the Frogs moving forward. Stephen, from a quarterback standpoint, and uh, they also brought uh, the old offensive coordinator back, uh doug meacham was uh, i believe calling the plays for the uh for the frogs i know you were having a multitask steven but you had your eye on your alma mater's game was this um how would you describe this was it a was it a meltdown was it just poor quarterback play was it bad all across the all across the field what was the what 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 are the horn frogs take away from this one well, Duggan's the clear starter. I mean, he was 16-19 and 19 for over 200 yards and a couple touchdowns in the second half. Um, and I still haven't gotten a good explanation. Gary really hasn't gone into detail as to why he sat for the first half. He was cleared medically. So in my mind, if you're cleared, you're cleared. I don't really understand if that was just a, a nod to Downing because he had practiced for most of the offseason or if Duggan wasn't conditioned to play a full game. Um, but they they really hurt themselves you know in the first half having downing out there and uh, he had a, a big turnover before halftime they were down 10-7 he fumbles the ball deep in in tcu territory and iowa state scored again to go up 16-7 um, they battled back in the second half made it a game and then had a late interception that really sealed it but you know i mean similar to last year just a, an offense that was inconsistent um, now they did throw the ball more, especially in the middle of the field, and, and that offense is going to look different. I think it's going to be more explosive under Doug Meacham and, and with Duggan playing quarterback full time. But this is what they did last year. I mean, they lost six one-score games, and they just hang around, hang around, hang around, but make too many mistakes and can't close. Um, and that was the case again Saturday. Just gave up big plays on defense too many times, and in the offense, the inconsistency caught up with them. So. They got a tough schedule here out of the gate. They play Texas this Saturday and then Kansas State and Oklahoma. So the pressure's on now because the season at nine games is pretty short. And, I mean, you could be staring like 1-3, and 0-4 in the face if you don't turn this thing around and come up with a, a few wins in games you're probably not going to be favored in here in the next couple weeks. All right, and the Pokes take down uh, West Virginia. Spencer Sanders was out again, their star quarterback. Um, I, I, I sense that, uh, Stephen, they'll never really give us a real accurate read on where Spencer Sanders is. He'll just, at some point, he'll show up out there. In this one, Stephen, um, you know, the, the uh, you know, Chuba is, is one of the best in the country. 
But I understand, Stephen, a, a, another a complimentary back has uh, risen up there in Stillwater. So this is a, uh, it's a real interesting team. I don't know exactly what to expect from them week to week, but uh, at least the, uh, the Pokes have uh, stayed alive with that 2-0 record. Yeah, you're right. So, you know, Spencer Sanders did not play in this game. Uh, Shane Ellingworth, true freshman, he was serviceable. He didn't throw the ball a lot. And L.D. Brown, Ladarian Brown, had over 100 yards rushing along with Chuba Hubbard. So they've kind of got this two-headed monster now on the backfield. Uh, and as as uninspiring as their performance was against Tulsa and just kind of hanging on, that's an impressive win with your backup quarterback. Uh finding a way to win a game against West Virginia, even if it's at home and, and West Virginia, we don't, we don't really know what to make of them yet. Obviously in Neil Brown's first season, they weren't a great team, but still finding a way to get um, a victory and avoid an upset with, with your starting quarterback done, down is, is impressive from, from Oklahoma state. Do you find it weird that Gundy after the game in his post game said that he, he just at, at the end of it before he got to leave, he said, guys, I just want to let y'all know I'm, I'm against melon, melon ballots. <laughs> a little parting shot <laughs> guys I'm, i don't like these uh mail-in no he didn't do that he didn't do that and uh did trammell ask him about that who, who yeah, brought that barry, up barry trammell barry wrote recently he wrote a whole column about osu not letting some guy from a fan site into the into the press box it's like some guy from uh you know pokeypoke.com or whatever at one of the fan sites that for, uh, Gundy didn't want him in there. Gundy won't let him in there. And so, <laughs> what? Trammell wrote a whole column. Let the pokeypoke.com people in the press box. I tell you what, you just That's never not the know. web address, but I, I like that one. I'm going to try to trademark pokeypoke.com. <laughs> How many people use Sikkim at Baylor? You talk about it. You talk about a program that needs to get some trademark stuff under control. Steven, how many things are called Sikkim? Have you noticed that? Even a man we just had on, it's at Sikkim Sports is his Twitter handle. Is I mean, could or what are we, Steven? Should we just call this the Sikkim Show or something? Gee whiz. Let's get some trademark. Let's look into that. Steven, I may use my old legal. I may put my legal hat on. And, uh, and look into that. I don't know if I ever got that far to take a trademark infringement uh, class. All right, Stephen. By the way, what is your favorite frog fan site message board? Frogs of War? Isn't that one? That is one. Uh, yeah, the 247 people do a good job. Um, Horn Frog Blitz, Jeremy Clark over there, he does a good job. Well, that's of keeping like people a youth updated. director or something. Isn't he some kind of youth director? Uh, that well, so the guy that uh, one of his coworkers, Jeff Mitchell, is a pastor. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a pastor. Oh, okay. I knew and there was like a pastor involved does, in uh, one of those. Yeah, he does some some recruiting news as well, as all great <laughs> pastors do. I know that's right. Okay, remember we got uh, high school football coming up about twenty minutes from now, and we're going to go over all the games, and Stephen's going to tell us about it, and uh, I just want to talk about my excitement over what Temple did, Coach Stewart. Way to go, guys. Way to go to AT&T Stadium and treat it like your own house. I mean, it was just like, hey, we're the home team here. Well, thanks for playing, Longview. Head on back to East Texas. Temple showing up and showing out. 
That's great stuff. And we'll do all the high school stuff at 440 and hit on a lot of it. Next, Stephen, let's, um, let's hit on some of this Cowboys game. Cowboys in, uh, in trouble at one and two, and we explain and, and some, some thoughts on what could be happening to the Cowboys. Could there already be shakeups on this staff? We discuss next. There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Emily Kay. It's going to be a chilly night across central Texas with lows reaching the upper 40s and lower 50s with mostly clear skies and winds coming in from the north around 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tuesday will start off with temperatures in the lower 50s. Highs will be in the upper 70s in the afternoon with mostly sunny skies. Wednesday will be slightly warmer with highs around 85 degrees with mostly sunny skies once again. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 539 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, October 3rd and Sunday, October 4th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show, buy, sell, and trade firearms. The vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. The Real Texas Gun Show, more than just guns, you'll also find preppers, survivalist supplies and equipment, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, and so much more. Head on down to the Real Texas Gun Show, October 3rd, 9 to 5, and October 4th, 10 to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. Social distancing and mask required. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats. This 1950s-style diner serves one-of-a-kind sandwiches on their homemade bread, salads, soups, pies, cakes, and cookies, all made fresh daily. Enjoy Fox's Treats and Eats malts, shakes, floats, and sundaes while enjoying music from the 50s. Fox's Treats and Eats, adjacent to the Cedar Chest Antique Mall, Highway 84 near McGregor. With more and more employees officing from their homes, how is your business pivoting during this unique time? Let the premier provider of technology in Texas, UBO Business Services, conduct a free business technology assessment for your organization. Our professional analysts will understand your organization's unique document workflow. You will get a 360-degree view of all your document-related expenses, as well as see your employees' challenges and areas in need of improvement. Call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600-UBEO.com. Hi, this is Travis with Texas Trust Home Buyers, and I buy houses cash. If you own a house and want to sell it fast at a fair price, call me at 870-8645. That's 870-8645. I can pay cash and close in as little as three days. I buy houses in any condition, any price range, and anywhere in the Waco and surrounding areas. I'm a private real estate investor who buys several houses a month, and I want to buy more. I buy inherited houses, divorce houses, behind-in-payment houses. I even buy my tenants won't pay me the rent houses. Do you own a house that is trash and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, because I live in houses, abandoned houses, condemned houses, and foreclosure houses. If you own a house and want to sell fast, call me at 870-8645. That's 870-8645. 870-8645. Or check us out on the web at texastrusthomebuyers.com. texastrusthomebuyers.com. Travis is a licensed real estate broker in the state of Texas. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. Baylor was finally able to start the Dave Aranda era on Saturday, and they did so with a bang as they rounded Kansas 47-14 Saturday at McLean Stadium. Coach Aranda talked about finally being able to take the field with his team and all of the hard work done by everyone to make it a success. I'd be remiss if I didn't take the opportunity just to thank everybody that went into us playing this game. You know, I look at just the, all the work that it it takes to put a game on particularly with us right there's times that we had games and then all of a sudden the games went away or the opportunity to go out and just play and be a team on the grass and face adversity and, and respond the right way proud of that proud of how we uh, we played that second half sports center every 20 minutes only on espn central texas It is uh, Mosley Simcox, Monday afternoon, 426. High school football talk coming up at 440. We'll hit on all the big ones. Stephen will take us around the state, mainly around Central Texas. We'll talk about uh, what Temple did to Longview. It will be talked about for a long time. Longview, boy, coming off all that state title. I mean, that Lobo's big time. And Temple just said, nah, nah, we, uh, we have a little bit of uh, history of our own. You ever hear of Coach McQueen? You ever hear that name? So Temple uh, took care of business, and we'll talk about that at 440. Stephen, uh, Cowboys lose. Cowboys go out there in uh, 38-31 is the loss. They let the Seattle receivers run wild. Stephen, do you realize it would be six touchdown passes for Russell Wilson had um, DJ Metcalf not lost his mind down there at the goal line, about two yards short of the goal line, going in for a score, just kind of relaxed and tried to do something goofy. And then from behind, there comes uh, Diggs, the rookie, and knocks the ball out for a uh, touchback. I mean, that was quite a play. It looked like it could end up being a huge play in the ballgame. Didn't end up hurting them as much as you thought it was going to at the time. Stephen, was that I, – I I, mean, is there any answer? Like, have you have you seen a, a more – and uh, Stretch may join us in about an hour, Glenn Stretch-Smith, and he's got some thoughts on this uh, secondary and on this, uh, uh, this defense right now. Stephen, have you ever seen poorer – um, or worse, safety play. I mean, I, 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 it made me yearn for the guy that you love to make fun of. I, I thought, man, they could use Jeff Heath. Where is the great Heath when you need him? I mean, what, what just, just sad, what a sad performance. I know they got some people hurt. But when you just let people just run straight post patterns or fly or straight uh, straight just fly patterns, just boom, 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 just go right, and, and nobody's even there. You're, you're like passing off people to ghost. Yeah. I mean, I, I we saw poor safety play from OU. We've seen it in college. 
But to see an NFL team communicate that poorly and to appear to be coordinated that poorly, Stephen, that was uh, that w- what a terrible sight that had to be for Cowboys fans. And Stephen, they got some pressure on Russell, and it still didn't matter. He should have had six touchdowns. He really had six, but he only gets five recorded. I can't think of another secondary where I've just seen so many coverage bust. I mean, you see guys like, okay, you just have a dude out there that can't can't keep up, and I mean, Diggs is taking his lumps right now. I think there's a lot of potential there, but um, even on that Metcalf play that you mentioned, obviously he gets beat, but makes a heck of a play, hustle play, to break that thing up and and uh, not allow him to score a touchdown. But guys are just running free. I mean. You know, Lockett, that first touchdown of the game, the Seahawks scored. There's nobody within 15, 20 yards of him. You saw it last week with Hayden Hurst. He's just running down the sidelines. Nobody's near him. Uh, There's that play right before halftime where Seattle's at the one-yard line. And, I mean, there's six seconds left. They have no timeout, so you think they have to pass here. And Tyler Lockett just, again, runs a little drag route, and nobody ever checks him. Like, nobody ever ever even gets near him. I just don't understand – it's one thing to just not have the personnel, uh, just not have the talent, and, and the guys are trying and they're doing what they can, but they can't keep up with the wide receivers. And there's some of that going on, but even more than that, there's just guys running free. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it, it does, and you, and you do wonder. I'm glad you brought that up about the personnel. What what I mean, at what point do we say, hey, Steven, hey, Jerry, hey, Will McClay, what, what, what have you put out there? What is this group? I mean that that's a uh, that's a really ugly looking design, and 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 to see the the lack of execution is um, is really bad. I mean, I you know I knew there'd be some mistakes from Baylor, but to watch like the Baylor defense Saturday and then watch the Cowboys defense, you can, you just know what Baylor's trying to accomplish. Now, I know it's against Kansas. Cowboys played against Russell Wilson. I get that. But I'm just saying it's really bad when there's no rhyme or reason. And to your point, Stephen, those plays down there in the red zone are just like gimmies. Like, they don't even have to earn it. Just go, go send a tight end, fake it fake it one way, go run a little crossing route. I mean, there's no inside leverage. Or, you know, they're, they're like, oh, my gosh, they might run a fade on me to lock it. Well, lock it, you know, it's just, a, it's just an easy, easy little option route or adjustment in Russell Wilson. I mean, he just has to look so forward right now to play in this game. And, I mean, it's just weird. Steven, who's the best player on this team right now? Who's the best player on this defense? Well, Alden Smith's the one putting up the most numbers, and he had three sacks. Steven, remind me how long he was out of the game. Since 2015, Mm -hmm. the man's been out of the game for four years. And he strolls out there and he's got three sacks in a game. The rest of them, you got Tristan Hill doing gator rolls. Stevens, you see the footage of that? Uh, I think it was Carson, who, by the way, has a knee sprain. I think he's going to end up being okay. But he he gets in there, makes a tackle, and then rolls aggressively over with Carson's ankle and knee, trying to hurt him. I mean, just a really, really bad and unfortunate technique. Steven, that's our man, Tristan Hill from UCF. Couldn't even start for in college. And the Cowboys said, oh, yeah, we'll take him. We'll also, take him in the second round. Yeah, also had that boneheaded penalty uh, on the two-point conversion where Seattle's trying to extend that lead to seven, and 
I can't remember if the, the corner and the wide receiver got tripped up, but nonetheless, it ends up being an incomplete pass because Tristan Hill, you know, goes helmet to helmet on Russell Wilson. They get another chance and they punch it in and now it's a seven point game. Uh, by the way, Matt, we got Steven Rosebud on hold. Our people are, are chiming in, wanting to talk to us when, oh, whenever good. you want to get to that. But yeah, um, yeah, Tristan Hill, the, I, when I saw the Gator roll live, I, I didn't really think much about it, but then watch it in a replay. It's just inexcusable and it's a, it's silly. He's got to know better than that. All right, and, and Mike McCarthy asked earlier today about the possibility of bringing in Earl Thomas to play safety or looking at other free agent safeties. Said, I'm very comfortable with our guys. Wow. Boy, Steven said something similar. I think we got the guys here to do it. Boy, Derry and Thompson. You got uh, Woods back there. Poor old Worley's trying to play kind of a hybrid. You got him playing some cornerback. How you can look at that group and have an actual quote from an NFL head coach say, I'm very comfortable with our guys. Hey, let's do a drug test right now on Mike McCarthy. I mean, let's do something a little more than the COVID swab. Let's get a drug test in there. Unbelievable. I'm very comfortable with our guys. I mean, how could you say that when people are running free like that? Also, he's asked about Tristan Hill's gator tackle that Stephen was just talking about. I don't think that was his intent. I just think he was trying to wrap and roll. Trust me, there was zero intent involved there. Okay. Didn't look natural to me. I I mean, wrap and roll, you rolled him on the ground. Is that what you're teaching out there, guys? Is that what Mike Nolan's teaching? You get a guy to the ground and then you roll him? I mean, there's no there's no wrap and roll. You don't get a guy to the ground and then unnaturally roll on his leg. I mean, if you're teaching that, you're teaching you're teaching dirty play. All right, Stephen, it is the uh, the CNC Collision text line. Always love hearing from our people, especially the day after a Cowboys game, two days after a Baylor game. Our people love to sound off, Stephen. I believe uh, let's go to. Steve out in a Rosebud, Rosebud lot. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, guys, what's going on? I tell you, I, the whole Cowboy thing, I knew they'd be one and two after the first three. No doubt in my mind. I, I figured they'd, they'd actually take care of Atlanta, and they, they got lucky as hell, to be honest. They, they shouldn't have won that game, and they, they pulled it off by a miracle because Atlanta can't stop anybody in the second half. But. That being said, they've been in all three games. They had a chance to win all three games. I think they kind of blew it in the first one with a field goal thing. But over and over, it's the same problem every single year. They don't believe in the safety position. They don't care about it. They, I think they look at it as a 10-man defense. And just put anybody back there. They don't care. I would have taken the, the whole secondary from Baylor be better than the, the safeties we have right now. And they're in college. No doubt about it. I mean, I know we're down a couple of cornerbacks. That's obvious because they're injured. They're not there. I think we'll be better when the cornerbacks come back, but it does not solve the problem of safety, which we've been trying to solve forever. And I don't care if you've got to bring in the old veteran who, who's ticked off a couple of teams as you know, free agent, or if you just get somebody good, but somebody at some point's got to step up and get us a safety because otherwise we're going to keep watching it be the same thing over and over again. It's just, it's just awful. So that's the big problem. 
problem with it right now. And, you know, God forbid we're going to have the next three games and more than likely have a real good chance to win the next three games because we're better than those three teams. And we'll come off four and two, and they'll celebrate thinking they're that great, and we're still going to have a safety who can't play, and we're going to get blown out by the time we get to the end of this thing. Yeah, good job, Steve. Appreciate you. Man, it's been a while. Good to hear from Rosebud, home of Mike Holsher, where our good friend Mike Holsher, who uh, a great uh, Baylor graduate from Rosebud. They'll play a little football. They'll hit you out there in Rosebud. All right, uh, speaking of high school football, Stephen, let's do this. Let's. Um, we'll have more Cowboys. In fact, uh, Glenn Stretch-Smith uh, may join us. He's on the football field right now. They've started practice. He's uh, He coaches uh, one of the top teams, one of the top private schools in the state of Texas. He'll step away from practice and, uh, and visit with us a little bit. And that'll happen, oh, about 5.30 today. We'll see what's on his mind. Stephen, he thinks there could be changes afoot. He doesn't, I mean, he thinks they'd have, they almost need to change responsibilities on the coaching staff. Now, will we hear about it? Usually we hear about stuff. I don't know if they'll make anything official, but uh, that that's uh, some really embarrassing stuff that Cowboys are putting on film. Now, Temple, Waco High, Midway, I mean, they, they put good stuff on film over the weekend. Uh, Stephen Simcox's high school football report is next. We're ready for some football, baby. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2020. The onside kick, Zerline dribbles it to the left, hadn't gone 10 yards. Only heard here. Scramble for it as it has gone 10 yards. All season. Cowboys think they got it. I think they did. And the Cowboys have the football. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Cleveland Browns. Live from AT&T Stadium on ESPN Central Texas. Close your eyes and imagine this with me. Two all-beef patties, American and Monterey Jack cheese, sizzling bacon, and the smooth, roasted heat of hatched green chilies, all on a five-inch bun. You hungry yet? Good news. You just don't have to imagine anymore. You could taste it yourself on the new Hatch Green Chili Bacon Burger at Whataburger. Make this flavorful fantasy a reality, but do it soon. You can only get this burger for a limited time. So get down to Whataburger and get your hands on this perfect burger while you still can. All right, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has had the same ownership, same family-operated business covering four generations, which is very rare, of course, in today's business environment. Reputation has been built one customer at a time. They leave satisfied. Central Texas's largest structural steel pipe and metal building components distributor. And, of course, barn dominiums, that's a hot area right now. And, uh, boy, they'll put you the right direction. They'll set you up with the right folks. And uh, people people reach out to them all the time, contractors, everyone that's interested in doing that. They also stock American-made grade 60 rebar, 3-8-inch to 3-4-inch, off the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing, hay and equipment barns, garage and carport covers, angle iron, sea perlin and structural pipe. There's a reason they do so incredibly well and that people come back to them over the years time and time again. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, locations in Waco, 913 South Loop Drive and Orchard Lane, and then in Bryan College Station, open Monday through Friday, 730 till 5, and Saturday, 8 till noon, and 24-7 at pioneerboys.com. 
My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my community and those I care about safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. TFNB Your Bank for Life supports high school football in Central Texas. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts and earn interest, cashback, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Looking for quality plants at affordable prices? Would you like your yard transformed from an unmaintained pile of weeds to a yard that looks like a beautiful park and increases the value of your property? Barrera's Nursery and Landscape is the place for seasonal plants, shrubs, trees, and perennials, as well as a wide variety of bulk material and landscape rock. Locally owned and operated for over 20 years, Barrera's Nursery and Landscape, open every day, 9 till 5, at 201 Sun Valley Drive in Hewitt, or call them at 254-666-9806. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. Baylor was finally able to start the Dave Aranda era on Saturday, and they did so with a bang as they rounded Kansas 47 to 14 Saturday at McLean Stadium. Coach Aranda talked about finally being able to take the field with his team and all of the hard work done by everyone to make it a success. Awfully blessed to have this opportunity. I'd be remiss if I didn't take the opportunity just to thank everybody that went into us playing this game. You know, I look at the, just the, all the work that it takes to put a game on, particularly with us, right? There's times that we had games and then all of a sudden the games went away or the opportunity to go out and just play and be a team on the grass and face adversity and, and respond the right way. Proud of that. Proud of how we, uh, we played that second half. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, we are getting uh, 
we're getting way into the uh, into the 80s right there. And, uh, boy, Starship, thank you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for that song. Actually, I don't want to thank them for that. Um, sometimes, Stephen, that song has been nominated for Worst Song Ever. <laughs> I think that's unfair. It's a very popular song. Let's give Starship their uh, their due. But, uh, yes, I just want you to know that, Stephen. It has been it ha- it does come up uh, sometimes in nominations for worst song, worst song ever created. I'll start playing it every day then. Yes, yes, just play it over and over. But it's very catchy, and people know the words. Uh, and uh, Stephen, I appreciate you. You're really getting caught up on classic rock. Now that's not classic rock, just so you know. That's '80s. Eight people sometimes try to say that's classic. That's not classic rock's more '70s. Has more to do with like the Eagles, and I mean, it's just there's a lot more to it. So uh, I would say uh, even Chicago is, is, is they had the love ballads and all that, but that is classic rock. Chicago comes from that era. Um, all right, it is the uh, Matt Mosley show with Stephen Simcox as I educate him on what classic rock is. ZZ Top, I mean, that would be classic rock. ACDC, I'm trying to think what, I guess ACDC would be more metal. Stephen, um, th- this was a really interesting, it's time to talk high school football and uh, what an interesting weekend. Of course, we make all our picks, put it out there. Stephen, let's, we'll get to this Temple thing, and I know you monitored that thing closely because you were doing the show. Did I nail one of those picks? I feel like there was a fr- a, a, a pick that you picked Franklin over Lexington, that's and uh, yeah, yes. they they won. They won on Friday night. You're right. Okay, remind us why that was an unpopular pick by me, and uh, and and I and and I I think uh, boy, uh, people were uh, really complimenting me the other night at the Baylor game for hitting that Franklin pick. Was that the big conversation at the at the tailgate? Just yeah, your, yes. your high school football like, picks. Mosley, Mosley, nice job on the Franklin pick. Well, uh, Lexington is a, a top 10 ranked team, and Franklin is highly ranked as well um, in, in their 3A Division too. Lexington has a really good uh, wide receiver, quarterback, kind of do-it-all player named Jared Kerr. He's getting recruited by multiple colleges. Um, he's got a ton of offers from Power 5 schools. So um, Franklin has had also just a weird start to the year, Matt. They dropped their first two games of the season to Lorena and Cameron Yo, and then they had a cancellation with uh, with COVID uh, against Hearn. They couldn't play because of some positive tests. And Coach Fannin from Franklin is actually on Unnecessary Roughness today. And he said that's been um, the biggest kind of turnaround for them because they've won two in a row now has been that they've been able to practice. I mean, they had to shut down practice for about a week because of that. They had guys in and out. Uh, but the team's fully together now. And they forced uh, they forced seven turnovers on Friday night, which is always a good recipe for success. And coach said they they rallied the ball really well um, on defense. They were able to to keep Jared Curran check for the most part. They were able to slow down a very explosive um, Lexington offense. And also, they're a slot T team, uh, Franklin is, and have been for a long time. But this is Coach Fannin's first year, and he wanted to extend that passing game a little bit more. And they had 150 yards passing on the night. So they've opened up that offense a little bit more in the passing game. 
and they uh, rolled over Lexington 49-14. to So good pick by you, Matt, and a really nice win for the Franklin Lions. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Franklin. Love that uh, Love that community, like that program, and uh, really, really good one for uh, Franklin, what they were able to accomplish there. Steven, as I was in Longview and I was monitoring the local Tyler, uh, well, kind of that Kilgore, that whole thousand, Greg County. I was in Greg County and I was monitoring all that. Well, our guys were at AT&T Stadium. Q was there. Ward was was in the middle of that thing, and uh, Temple takes down Longview. Stephen, you you know you you had uh, you had good feelings about Temple. I think you did pick Longview in that one, but uh, that ended up being a blowout. I mean, I think that really surprised everybody across the state. What um, what was your biggest takeaway from uh, from that particular ball game? And did you think Coach Stewart would have them? have them rolling quite this early in the in the season opener. Yeah, I was surprised, Matt. Um, obviously, with the final score, which you mentioned, that they ended up rolling over Longview 40-13, uh, to 13, and it was 13-10 to 10 at halftime. Longview uh, put together a few impressive drives, including their first drive of the game. They went right down and scored. But Temple just settled in. They outscored uh, Longview 30 to nothing in the second half, and they had a lot of success throwing the football. You know, last year – uh, with Vance Willis there as their quarterback uh, and Samari Howard, who, who's still there. They were more of a running team um, and got downhill with their running game. But uh, they have a new quarterback, sophomore. His last name's Armadius, and he was fantastic out of the pocket, um, just slinging the ball around. And they were able to open up that offense in the second half. They forced a couple turnovers, and they just played really well. Longview, I don't know if it was just first game, kind of sloppiness. Um, but had a number of uncharacteristic penalties and some turnovers. But to Temple's credit, they took advantage of it. They dominated that game. And a super impressive win for the Wildcats over Longview on uh, on Friday night. Oh, I love that one. I love that uh, result. And that was fun to kind of monitor that thing and to see how shocked that uh, the Tyler sportscaster was. He did not see that one coming. Longview going up there and just getting their, their pants ripped off of them for lack of a better phrase. All right, Stephen, what uh, – <laughs> they got pantsed. I like that. They, that should be the headline of the papers. Uh, Stephen, take us around a few more of these ball games. What else What else uh, jumped out at you uh, across Central Texas? So, congratulations to Waco High. They win their season opener against West Mesquite on Friday night. Uh, Kwame Cavill squad last year. They went one and nine. It took them nine weeks to get their first win of the season. They were able to do it in week one this year. Uh, quarterback Nate Reyna had a really efficient game. He was 12 to 16 for 198 yards and a couple touchdowns. Braylon Martinez um, scored three times for, for Waco High, both um, you know rushing and, and receiving a little bit as well. So a good win for the Lions. Um, and, and, you know, that's a, that's a program – and Kwame's talked about it. It's no secret. They've struggled as of late, and they're in that district of doom. Uh, but a, a nice statement victory for them over West Mesquite on Friday night. And uh, they were able to fight back. They got out to an early lead, and the West Mesquite scored 23 straight points. Waco High rallied to win 32-23 to on Friday night, and they're now 1-0 on the season. Program has such great history. <clears throat> Unbelievable athletes over the years. In fact, they're the head coach uh, knows that better than anybody. And uh, wouldn't it be great to see 
Waco get back to what it used to be, and that was a uh, a force. And uh, it's going to be a tough road ahead of them in this district. They'll have setbacks along the way, but I'm really hoping that thing is turned in the right direction because uh, I will say back in the day when I was attending Baylor, Waco High School was producing both linemen and linebackers that could play in the NFL. And, uh, well, Billings comes to mind. Uh, back then they had a player named Foster. Uh, it was uh, was it Charles Foster. Anyway, they, they, they were putting out huge, big-time players, and uh, I think we could get back to seeing that again. All right, Stephen, take us down a couple of other roads. What else jumped at you, uh, out at you? Across the uh, across the state, as the 5A and 6A got going with the continuing uh, nature of the the uh, the 4A teams, and and you you know as you've talked about, boy, Academy and some of these other teams that are so good, some of these uh, some of these teams, Crawford, we always have our eye on those teams. We do. Uh, Lorena defeated Academy 41-27, so they handed the Bumblebees their first loss of the season. It was a back and forth game for most of it, but Lorena was able to uh, pull away in the second half and win their district opener. And another game in that same district, uh, McGregor holds on to defeat Rockdale 49-40. to So nice win for Mike Shields and his crew. Um, they got out to a 35-7 to lead, Matt, over Rockdale. And, and that was the score at halftime. And Rockdale made a furious comeback. But McGregor was able to score uh, enough in the second half to, to stave them off. Really nice game from McGregor quarterback DeAndre McDaniel. Also, Chad Lorenz had a really impressive game on the ground as well. So uh, they've won three in a row now after starting the season 0-2. The Bulldogs have, have kind of righted the ship here. All right, Central Texas uh, high school sports. It's so good, so much depth, so much talent. And then uh, Stephen and, and Garrett do a great job getting all those coaches on the phone and doing that scoreboard show, and they stay all over it. I know some people, Stephen, watch that statewide show that Fox Sports Southwest does. They do a nice job with that, but I'm always tuned for my money. I want that scoreboard show that you and Garrett do because y'all just have a tremendous feel for all levels, really. But uh, uh, have you and Garrett, having come from small schools, kind of like wh- where I came from, y'all have a heart for those uh, smaller classifications, and I think people across Central Texas tr- have a great appreciation for that. All right, uh, Matt Mosley's show with Stephen Simcox. We roll along. We'll look into, uh, uh, man, there were an interesting day in the NFL, and we'll get you set up. It is our NFL News and Nuggets segment. Thank you, Monday Night Football. Thank you, NFL, for giving Monday Night Football a great game. I mean, you've left them out in the wilderness for years now with some woofers, and you're actually giving them a huge matchup that happens tonight, of course, Ravens, Chiefs, and uh, we get you ready for all of it and react to yesterday's action next. The Bears on the road for the first time this season, this Saturday, headed to Morgantown to take on the Mountaineers. 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show, 11 a.m. kickoff. With J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson, and the voice of the Bears, Sean Morris. Bears ears from Milan Pushkar Stadium in Morgantown. Here on ESPN Central Texas. 
Hey, it's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley Show is Stephen Simcox. Have you thought about buying your first home and you weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years and they're ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, they make sure you know just what to look for in selecting the perfect home for you and your family. Call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so you can access your programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Plus, NeighborWorks Waco supports Coach Dave Aranda in Baylor Athletics all the way. Sick'em, Bears. Hello, friends. I'm Keith Bush, founder of Bush's Chicken. We're all aware of the current crisis in our country and our own community. Our main concern at Bush's Chicken has always been the well-being of our customers and our employees. With all restaurant lobbies now closed, you can take advantage of the long tradition of the Bush's Chicken drive-thru, known as the quickest in town. From our family to yours, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you in the drive-thru. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. Dr. Tyler Cooper, Dallas's own Cooper Clinic, says your health is your responsibility. Control what you can control to live a better life. One thing everyone can control is what we put in our bodies. Most of us don't get the proper amounts of vitamins, minerals we need from food alone. Supplements help round out our diet to ensure our bodies get what they need for better health. Whether it's comprehensive multivitamin, like Basic One Multivitamin, Advanced Omega-3 for heart and brain health, or melatonin to help you sleep better, Cooper Complete Nutrition supplements has what your body needs cooper complete has a special offer just for listeners to the matt mosley show buy any two bottles of cooper complete vitamins or supplements and get one bottle free just use coopercomplete.com the coupon code espn 2020 that's three bottles of cooper complete vitamins and supplements for the price of two when you use the coupon code espn 2020 at coopercomplete.com live longer live better with cooper complete nutritional supplements ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. Baylor was finally able to start the Dave Aranda era on Saturday, and they did so with a bang as they rounded Kansas 47-14 Saturday at McLean Stadium. Coach Aranda talked about finally being able to take the field with his team and all of the hard work done by everyone to make it a success. Awfully blessed to have this opportunity. I'd be remiss if I didn't take the opportunity just to thank everybody that went into us playing this game. You know, I look at the, just the, all the work that it takes to put a game on, particularly with us, right? There's times that we had games and then all of a sudden the games went away or the opportunity to go out and just play and be a team on the grass and face adversity and, and respond the right way. Proud of that. Proud of how we, uh, we played that second half. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. The 5 o'clock hour of the Matt Mosley Show is brought to you by Coriel Health Medical Clinic. Coriel Health, where you always feel at home. KRZI Waco. K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. Uh, you hear the music. 
You know what time it is. And, uh, boy, lots of lots of NFL action to get to. Um, I want to remind you, 520, we'll hear a little bit more from Dave Aranda, and we'll react. Uh, we haven't uh, had as much chance. We'll do it throughout the week, but uh, we do need uh, Stephen and I to give our reaction to the game the other night. And I'll talk about some of the things that stood out to me and uh, about that first game of the Aranda era. Some of the things I like, some of the things that give you pause and make you worry a little bit. But the Baylor Bears, all in all, pretty good uh, pretty good outing. That'll happen at 520. And then, uh, Stephen, we'll, uh, we'll take a look back at the NFL. But, boy, I did want to say to you, and I was bringing that up earlier, how fun is that that on Monday Night Football – they get a huge matchup. The only problem is, of course, the Dallas Stars are playing game six tonight. So that's uh, that's kind of where uh, a lot of people's attention is going to be. I would say in the in Central Texas, well, the majority, 80 to 90% of people, will be watching that Monday night football game. And there's about 10% chance of, uh, that people kind of led by Chris Salazar, GM over there at Shorty's Pizza Shack, will be watching those Dallas Stars. And boy, I'd be remiss if I didn't say thank you, Corio Health. Thank you, Dr. Lance Ellis. Thank you for being the 5 p.m. sponsors. And thank you to our title sponsor, Central National Bank. One of the great commercial banks in the state of Texas, Brian Fonville, Executive Vice President, President, of course, Joe Nesbitt, the whole Nesbitt family. They do an incredible job. And uh, that is a, uh, it's a great bank. And, and, they do pretty much everything. That Temple location, boy, new mortgages. You want to you get in a new home, that kind of thing. And then, of course, we got NeighborWorks that helps people put in. Uh, NeighborWorks Waco helps people uh, get in new homes. They're a big part of the Mosley Show as well as a sponsor of our pregame show. So, so many cool sponsors to talk about. I love bragging on our sponsors. And uh, they continue to line up, Stephen. Stephen, say thank you. To all our fine sponsors. Thank you to our sponsors who make the show possible. We appreciate you. Of course, Central National Bank, Dr. Ellis at Coriel Health, NeighborWorks, Shorties, the list goes on. Great people that uh, that put us Schmaltzes, on the Schmaltzes. 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 Foxes, love treats, it. and eats. Oh, I got to get, I did not get a pimento cheese sandwich when I was in town. I've got to stop by there. I got to find out, Stephen, there. Some of their hours, because I kind of I'm in I'm rolling around Central Texas at kind of weird hours. So, I'll I'll find out the uh, exact hours because I'm not I'm not always there for the lunch, the usual lunch crowd. But I'll find a way to get over there for some pimento cheese. They make it in house. It's wonderful right out there in McGregor, Texas, USA. All right, let's go around the uh, uh, the league a little bit, Stephen. Um, the uh, the Bears and the Falcons. I mean, this is really becoming funny. Falcons get off to a big lead. I looked over there. It was like 26-10. Like, okay, I guess Falcons are going to get one. Falcons are finally going to get a win. Steven, I'm looking right now in the fourth quarter. What did the Bears do? They outscored the Falcons 20 to nothing. What happened during that time? Nick Foles comes off the bench uh, in for an ineffective Trubisky. Throws for three touchdowns. And he is the new starter. He was officially named today. Nick Foles, the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Stephen, are you surprised it took this long? And are you surprised the Bears, isn't that funny, a 3-0 team has made a change at quarterback? But it was needed. It was horrible. 
Trubisky can't play quarterback, and Foles has good pedigree from his time in Philly, a Super Bowl MVP. Thank you. Thank you, Nick Foles, for giving the Bears a 3-0 record. Yeah, I'm surprised this didn't happen at the start of the season. I mean, maybe just the, the limited offseason kind of hurt Foles, but Trubisky really hasn't proved anything. Um, and, yeah, this is a huge shot in the arm, I'm sure. And on the other side of it, Matt, I mean, how does Dan Quinn still have a job? I just – I don't get it. The Falcons again blow a, a, just a horrifically bad lead. They had no business losing that game against Dallas. They had no business losing to the Bears yesterday. They're going nowhere. I know it's still early in the season, but – they should have fired him at the end of last year. At some point, you got to make a move. All right, I uh, I think I think he is. He's got the hottest seat of all coaches. He is on the hottest seat. It's kind of sounded almost weird, Stephen. The um, the the Buffalo Rams game. Buffalo comes down there late, makes a big play. Cole Beasley involved in that was able to at one point. Josh Allen went kind of sidearm or three three quarters and slung it about 26 yards to Cole Beasley. Six, six catches, 100 yards, and uh, on uh, seven targets. The man, when he's targeted, he he catches the, the football. Josh Allen, Stephen, I don't want to get too carried away because, I mean, let's not declare him. People want to put him as an elite quarterback. Let's not get him up there with Lamar. And Russell, uh, but but I mean maybe maybe you can get him up there with Dak. Maybe you can get him up there with some good quarterbacks. Josh Allen, twenty four thirty three, three hundred and eleven yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Stephen Josh Allen is rolling right now. Uh, can you say a kind word about Mister Allen, a, a man who also every once in a while he'll run right over you. I mean he's got some athleticism, but something's going on. His mechanics are, are better, and he's uh, trying to think who all he's trained with. I think I read about this today. Oh, I, it was Carson Palmer's brother, Jordan Palmer. You know him? and Or is it Jordan? Wait, it's somebody's brother. Yeah, I think it was Jordan Palmer. He works with quarterbacks. And then Tony Romo, the great Romo, has worked a little bit with Josh Allen. So, Stephen, uh, do you have anything to say about the great Josh Allen? He's been fantastic this year, and you're right. He does have sort of a unique running style, and he's, you know, he's a fast guy too, but he'll run people over. He's so big and strong. They like to run that QB power with him where they get the guard and the tackle uh, pulling his way, and he gets in behind them. Um, and this Bills team, I'm still skeptical because, as you said, I don't think he's, you know, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, somebody like that, but they are built in a really solid way. But held on yesterday. They were out to a huge lead. They're up 28-3. Looks like they're going to run away with it, but the Rams made a comeback. But to the Bills' credit, they came back and won that thing, and they have a really solid defense. They've they've found a rhythm here on offense. Um, that's a good football team in Buffalo. It looks like the odds-on favorite to win the AFC East right now. Uh, obviously, New England will have something to say about that, but um, they, they figured something out with, with Sean McDermott and, and Josh Allen in that defense. Wow. Boy, I think they're the favorites over the uh, the Patriots. I don't know. I don't know. that. That's an interesting thought. Um, Titans-Vikings. The uh, the Vikings are up at halftime, 17-9, rolling along there, doing the, the, Vi- the Vikings, that is, over the Titans, doing fine. Titans turned that thing in the third quarter. And, um, you know, they, they, it, when you have – 
just the most powerful back. Now, Tannehill did throw up great stats, 321 yards passing, one interception, did not throw for a touchdown, but uh, but pretty good. Cousins, eh, eh, man, this, this Vikings thing, they gave Zimmer an extension. Everybody was excited before this season, and Cousins just looks pitiful. Threw uh, for three touchdowns, but all throw, also threw two interceptions. This was a game of the running backs were showing off. Tennessee, uh, Derrick Henry, 26 carries, 119 yards, two touchdowns. Dalvin Cook for Minnesota, 22 carries, 181 yards in a touch. Steven, this was kind of throwback, man, an old throwback game. Now, you did for the Vikings, very, very impressed by, uh, by Jefferson. That's Justin Jefferson from LSU, seven catches for 175 yards and a touchdown. And then Tennessee, three catches, 118 yards for Caliph or Khalif Raymond. Stephen, are you are you pretty familiar with? Can you tell me where Khalif Raymond played his college football? I cannot, Matt. I am not familiar with Khalif. Yep, had three catches for a hundred and whatever I said, hundred and eighteen yards. Holy Cross, classic. Holy Cross, five eight, about hundred and eighty pounds, and the man can flat out get it done. Congrats to the Titans. And, uh, Stephen, there's some teams that are really, really struggling right now, and the Vikings are one of them, 0-3. Titans improved to 3-0. and And, uh, Stephen, I thought I would mention uh, Baylor fans kind of, you know, they, they uh, peak at the Panthers because that's where Matt Rule is now. Panthers get it done, 21-16 over the Chargers. Chargers fall to 1-2. and and, uh, boy, Matt uh, Matt Rule getting that group singing after the game. Head coach Ed Foley singing Sweet Caroline after the game. And uh, fun times were had. Bridgewater 22-28, 235 yards, one touchdown. That's what you need from him. Okay, you don't want to ask him to do too much, but that's a very workmanlike type game. Uh, Herbert was 35-49, 330 yards, and one touchdown, one interception. The uh, that's a good. I mean, that is really, really well done by the Panthers. I mean, nobody just went crazy. Uh, they did have that. DJ Moore had two catches for 65 yards, and then Robbie Anderson, the uh, player that uh, played for uh, Rule at Temple, Robbie Anderson, five catches, 55 yards, and the Panthers get a win. Don't you love that, Stephen? I'm reading Pete Thamel today on Twitter, and he says. You can tell Matt Rule getting that culture turned around in the Panthers. Is that what was going on with the Panthers, Steve? Stephen, did Rivera have a bad culture there? <laughs> did, I mean, I, I didn't I didn't realize that. He was so, always letting the guys just do what they want, just kind of being loose uh, with it. Just a horrible culture there in Carolina, he's, but Matt Rule <laughs> is going to change the entire culture. He's turning around the culture in Washington, and Coach Rule's turning around the culture that he left in Carolina. Yeah, yeah, boy, speaking of Washington, how bad is this NFC East? The, um, the they Washington should just, foot- They should just opt out of the season, just the entire division. Yeah, just opt out altogether. Just horrific. Washington falls to 1-2, and two, uh, lose to the Browns 34-20, to 20, 
And uh, Rivera, after this one, Stephen was saying, we took our lumps. We took our lumps over the years with uh, Cam. And then we uh, got to go. He led us to the Super Bowl as an MVP. We're going to do the same with Haskins. Haskins, 21 of 37, 224 yards. Did throw for two touchdowns, three picks, three interceptions. I mean, that, you know, that's just not. And he doesn't have that much help from the running game. Nine carries, 49 yards. They got that one nice receiver, uh, Mc, McLaren, uh, from, I believe, Ohio State. Four yeah. catches, 83 yards. Scary a, Terry. Yeah, yeah, it's a bad team. And uh, Cleveland gets it done. Chubb, 19 carries, 108 yards. Uh, Hunt had 16 carries, 46 yards. And then Hunt also caught two balls and had a touchdown. And then Odell Beckham Jr. Steven, this is sad, sad to say, but Beckham Jr., like a breakout game for him, is four catches, 59 yards. That's like a huge day for him. And I'm afraid that's just as long as he's in Cleveland playing with this quarterback, that's going to be a great day for him. So, you know, win's a win. But now Cleveland comes in here and Baker will take on the Cowboys. And uh, it will be the uh, the return. By the way, somebody brought up this point on the uh, podcast last night, Stephen. Odell Beckham Jr. and Brandon Carr will see each other again. <laughs> you remember one of the greatest yep, catches one of the greatest catches history. of all time poor brandon Carr. he was like blanketing odell and he's reached out with one hand Carr got flagged on the play for pass interference that was the equivalent to just getting posterized in the nba and uh he will forever be connected brandon Carr. we found play. out yesterday still good for a couple pass interference calls yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's although that one was kind of ticky tacky, but uh, he did get caught in the end zone. Cowboys have no red zone defense. 49ers were down like how many players, Stephen? Down to their like third or fourth string uh, running back in McKinnon and second string quarterback. I mean, they're just down all across the way, and they beat the Giants 36 to 9. That's a horrific team. And then the Eagles, God love them. Eagles end up playing for the tie, 23-23. Way to go. Steven, this was a funny one. Somebody had the good line. They said something about that the Eagles punted for a tie. They were up there around midfield, could have gone for it, could have gone for the win, and decided to punt in OT and settle for the tie. Carson Wentz, 29-47, 225 yards, touchdown, two interceptions. This guy's not good right now. He's not great. You know, Rager's out, so he didn't have anybody to throw to. His best receiver was Greg Ward, eight catches, 72 yards. And then Ertz had seven catches, 70 yards from the tight end position. Uh, Burrow, on the other hand, like the man's work. 31 of 44, 312 yards, two touchdowns. Steven, if the Eagles were given the opportunity to straight-up trade – it doesn't matter like how, what year anybody is. Let's just say they could go straight up, Wentz for Burrow. Do you do that deal if you're an Eagles fan immediately? Wow. Yeah, probably right now. I mean, you got Burrow in a rookie deal. You got a team that has some no, talent. I'm not worried about the deal. No rookie deal. Just straight up. Yeah. Do you take the you know, all that Wentz has accomplished, which 
He was an MVP candidate the year they won the Super Bowl. He just got hurt. It's not his fault. I mean, at times he looks brilliant. But we, I mean, are you think you would trade Bur? You would trade for Burrow straight up? Like, let's say you could just do it for one season, and you had to have a quarterback right now for one season. Would you do Burrow for? Well, you think Eagles would trade for Burrow? Yeah, I think they would right now. Wow, rookie in his third game, and and wins. And I think you're probably right, Stephen. And uh, and again, two touchdowns, no interceptions for Joey Burrow. Thirty-one of forty-four, three hundred and twelve yards. Um, that that is really really impressive. Everything about that. All right, Stephen. Anything else from the day of NFL action you wanted to mention? Of course, we'll have tomorrow to continue wrapping all this up, and we got the big Monday night football game. Any other games jump out at you? Nothing. We covered it pretty well there, Matt. I, I will say, for what it's worth, Doug Peterson was asked if he was going to bench Carson Wentz on radio today. And he said no, not to even suggest that. So uh, he, he'll still be rolling with him for now. All right. And, uh, boy, the Texans fall to 0-3. Stephen, can we call the Texans? Who's the best 0-3 team in the NFL, Vikings or Texans? Vikings. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Texans fans. Don't we love Deshaun Watson? I like Deshaun Watson. I'm still bitter about the Texans beating the Cowboys in their inaugural game. <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> God, you can't. You need to get over that. Is it 2002, I believe. I will defend Troy Hamburg's honor forever. Watson, 19 of 27, 264 yards, two touchdowns, one interception in that game. Big Ben gets it done, and the Steelers win. All right, we have to talk. A little Baylor football, and uh, I'll have my takeaways. Stephen will have his, and then we'll also get a little uh, check-in from our man Glenn Stretch Smith from Game Time. That's next. B&M Barbecue in Riesel is a proud supporter of all area sports and academics, including Riesel High School Indian Football. Before the game Friday night, stop by B&M Barbecue for all-you-can-eat catfish. If it's barbecue you want, try their burgers or their brisket, sausage or ribs. Whether it's one of their plates or a sandwich, you can't beat B&M Barbecue. 100 West Frederick Street in Riesel. Go Indians! Nobody has a better selection of light and heavy-duty Ram pickup trucks than Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Emily Kay. It's going to be a chilly night across central Texas with lows reaching the upper 40s and lower 50s with mostly clear skies and winds coming in from the north around 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tuesday will start off with temperatures in the lower 50s. Highs will be in the upper 70s in the afternoon with mostly sunny skies. Wednesday will be slightly warmer with highs around 85 degrees with mostly sunny skies once again. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitchi Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitchi Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. For qualified buyers, you deal with the details. It's the kickoff savings event happening now at Richard Carr. All 2020 Buick, GMC, and Cadillacs in stock are priced to move. Save eight grand on a 2020 Sierra SLT Crew Cab. Get a 2020 Buick Encore for only $19.9. Or save $8,000 on all 2020 Buick Enclaves in stock. Get here now. Log on to richardcar.com to get big savings at the Richard Carr kickoff event going on now. At Richard Carr, we give you more. The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, October 3rd and Sunday, October 4th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show buys, sell, and trade firearms. The vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. The Real Texas Gun Show. More than just guns, you'll also find preppers, survivalist supplies and equipment, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, and so much more. Head on down to the Real Texas Gun Show, October 3rd, 9 to 5, and October 4th, 10 to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. Social distancing and mask required. Let's face it, some people just like driving around in the new. Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters to talk about those truck owners that know they have naked trucks but simply don't care. You'll hear them saying something like, I'm just driving around free and easy, nothing constricting me. Gross. But there is something that can entice almost any naked truck owner. Leather. I mean, they kind of go together, right? And Pickup Outfitters is an authorized dealer and professional installer of cat skin leather seats. So I'm asking you to do your part and help us in truck nudity. The next time you're near your naked truck owner friend, you can say something like, you know what would really be sexy on your truck? Leather. And they'll get that sly smile, and you know you've hit them in their weak spot. Pickup Outfitters installs factory matching leather kits or custom kits in just about any color combination for your truck or even car. It's the sexy thing to do. You can be part of the problem, or you can create a commotion with catskin leather seats at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. Do you wake up each morning with chronic joint pain or go to sleep at night with the aches and pains of a recent or old sports injury? Meet Dr. Lance Ellis, a board-certified orthopedic surgeon with Coriel Health that specializes in orthopedic spine surgery, minimally invasive treatments for bone and joint pain, hip replacement, and joint reconstruction. To learn more about Dr. Ellis's personalized treatment plans or to schedule an appointment, visit CorielHealth.org. Coriel Health where you always feel at home. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. Baylor was finally able to start the Dave Aranda era on Saturday, and they did so with a bang as they rounded Kansas 47-14 Saturday at McLean Stadium. Coach Aranda talked about finally being able to take the field with his team and all of the hard work done by everyone to make it a success. I'd be remiss if I didn't take the opportunity just to thank everybody that went into us playing this game. You know, I look at just all the work that it takes to put a game on, particularly with us, right? There's times that we had games and then all of a sudden the games went away or the opportunity to go out and just play and be a team on the grass and face adversity and, and respond the right way. Proud of that. Proud of how we uh, we played that second half. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. Thank you, Central National Bank. One of the top commercial banks in the country, certainly the state of Texas. And uh, what a uh, what a powerful group that is, and we appreciate them. And uh, we do so much with Central National Bank, and we just, uh, boy, their sponsorship just continues to be strong. Of course, they also sponsor Midway Football. You can hear that every Friday night, ESPN Central Texas. Tom Barfield on the play-by-play. Coach Weethorn involved, heavily involved as well. Good group, really good group that they put together on those uh, games. Now, we got Glenn Stretch-Smith. He's going to join us in a little bit. Stephen, I I did want (coughs) to say, talk a little bit of uh, a Baylor with you. I thought uh, I, 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 there were a couple things that stood out. Obviously, Ebner was unbelievable. I mean, how do you you get two kickoff returns for touchdowns? You show off the speed, the power. He also had the uh, had the uh, wheel route that he that uh, Charlie hit him on. I mean, I, I just I, I thought uh, there were so many good things that happened in that game. Scary moment. I moved out of the press box to go visit with some family members for a minute. And uh, I happened to be sitting, Stephen, right behind the uh, the uh, Baylor Scott and White, the uh, medical tent. And uh, Dr. David Haynes, longtime friend of mine from uh, our college days at Baylor, and his group are down on the sideline there. And uh, next thing you know, Charlie's in the medical tent. So I'm there. I am feverishly reporting that. And uh, but he came out of there real quickly. In fact, uh, my brother-in-law Joseph uh, Logton and I. We're watching it, and it was like they made him disappear. Stephen, we were watching the whole time. He enters the tent, and then it, and then a couple of um, like train athletic trainers come out of there, student trainers, whatever it was, and um, there was no Charlie. And we thought, what in the world happened? And then it, it was like they it did a magic trick. I thought it was like Copperfield, but then Charlie magically was ready to go back on the field, missed a couple of plays, thought Bohannon was ready. He was up for the challenge. He went in, but uh, they put a little bit of a sleeve. It ended up being a quad bruise that Charlie had. And uh thing I like about watching Charlie right now, ball is coming out pretty quickly, making good definitive type situa- uh, uh, decisions, and, and he's, he's, he's sliding. Got out in the open field a couple of times, ran for first downs, and he didn't feel like – I mean, I think – and I get it, man. I think Charlie loves – and his teammates love him for it. He likes to put his body on the line, but in order to have a big-time season, 
he is going to have to preserve his body, and he's going to have to live to see another play, and so sliding is something he needs to do. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, Bernard is – we knew he was going to be great. He, I think they're going to be – you know, there's, there's going to be some things they do differently, obviously, with their players. Uh, Petrie, who is uh, – Jalen Petrie playing that star position. There's the jack and there's the star, kind of a hybrid-type position, more of a linebacker than anything else. But there's also some pass rush. There's some coverage involved with that. And I, I, I loved – Stephen, I just got to say, no, I mean, you just – he was flashing big time in this game. You know, I couldn't tell if they were talking about Petrie. Obviously, they think he's an incredible young man, and he's a great leader on the team. I never knew – that Jalen Petrie was going to be some kind of like star athlete type guy. And and no pun intended, that's the position they call. Steven, they, I mean, he just was everywhere. And he was constantly in the backfield. He was diagnosing plays. Jalen Petrie is really, really good. And, and right now it appears that uh, Terrell Bernard, Jalen Petrie, and then on the back end, I thought JT Woods did some real, some very nice things. Number 22, the safety, uh, made some good hits. Now, Christian Morgan is going to have to learn his lesson. Christian Morgan is a hitter. They had a hitter last year at safety who kept getting in trouble for targeting. And the, the quarterback slid, and he went high on him. And that's how you get asked to leave the, uh, the ball game. And, and But Christian Morgan is a fine player. I really do think he is. And he loves contact. I mean, he is never going to shy away from contact. But uh, I thought JT Woods was back there policing things in the, uh, in the secondary really well. Baylor has some nice depth in the secondary. Milton, McVay, Hanspard, all those guys can come in and give you some really, really. So I was impressed with the depth. On defense, and I thought once they settled down, the defensive line kind of jumped in there and controlled things. Steven, I'm sorry. I know we got a stretch coming up, and I didn't really leave you a lot. I will find some time during the dismount because I want you to sound off on Baylor as well. Yeah, man. I mean, I think it went about as well as you could hope. Uh, Just an impressive win all around, and especially defensively. I feel like they – they they found their footing after that first drive. And, and as Kevin Longquist said earlier, that was really aided by a penalty. So um, a really complete game from the Bears. All right. That is uh, – I, I thought it was. I thought it was. Steven, are you uh, – do we have uh, do we have uh, Stretch on the line or are you making that happen? Oh, good, good. All right. Glenn Stretch-Smith joining us from an undisclosed location. The man has some responsibilities and uh, – he reaches out. He does some coaching in addition to his show, Game Time, 10 to noon. Also participates on the Doomsday Podcast with uh, with Ed Werder and myself, and uh, we have a big time on that. Stretch, let's jump straight into it. Uh, and I know you all talked about it, you and Tom Barfield today. What a, uh, what a rough performance that was by the Cowboys defense in several areas. I know when we talked earlier today, you had a chance to look back, stretch at uh, at some of the film, and and it sounded when I talked to you earlier today, you were even maybe more disgusted than you were last night 
about just the overall uh, the way they line up and the way they try to execute on defense. Pretty pretty poor showing by these Cowboys. Yeah, it, it, it really is. It, it's one of those things where I, you go back and you look at the film and you think, you know, maybe I didn't see it right. Maybe there was, you know, maybe there was a fear. Maybe there was a check there. Maybe there was a motion here. Forgot. And then you just look at it and you go, my goodness, I've never seen. I just, in all years, never seen anything like that. And I'm talking about, you can see guys at times get beat on double moves in the NFL. You see some guys at times get run by in the NFL. I mean, that's that's part of that. That's part of playing the game. But to flat bust and let guys run through the middle of the defense, it, it's more than anything I've, I, that I can even explain. I mean, I, you know, I try to talk and, 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 and make people understand or help people to understand what's going on. And then you see Seattle, the very first touchdown, they max protect with eight men, run a two-man route into cover two. You see Xavier Woods, they run an inside dig, they run a post over the top. And, I mean, Xavier Woods, it's one of the simplest rap combinations ever Xavier Woods acts as if he's never seen it and just stands there flat-footed and lets Tyler Lockett run right I mean run right through the post it's it's the most maddening thing I've the week one against the Rams and and the Rams line up in a bunch look down on the goal line run a quick flat route and okay I got it maybe in week one you weren't able to pass that off or you had some miscommunication, what you were going to do, guys keeping leverage outside. And then you see the exact same thing happen multiple times in week three. At some point you have to say, fellas, either the players are not getting coached right or the players are not understanding what they're being coached. And when I'm telling you guys are running fuck free in the defense, I, I would say that there's a problem with how they're calling it. There's a problem with what they're teaching, and it reeks of inexperience in the secondary right now, the likes of which I, I don't think I've ever seen. Uh, talking to Glenn Stretch-Smith, you can hear him on Game Time every day, 10 to noon, right after that John Morris show. Stretch, what do you, when you look at the secondary, what, you know, with digs, maybe you can say, okay, there's some inexperience. You're going to see some rookie mistakes. You're right about Woods. He's been around. He started quite a few games. There seems to be no real reason why he would be so confused unless, like you say, something is not being conveyed in practice to these players. You've been around a lot of head coaches over the years. How embarrassed do you think Mike McCarthy is uh, by that performance, knowing, hey, well, everything is his responsibility uh, at the end of the day? Yeah, when you put a product like that out there, and I'm saying, guys, we're not talking about one week here. We're talking about three weeks. We're talking about week one, the Rams ran toss outside. And whether that's the linebacker that's supposed to come up and set the edge, whether it's the defensive end to an open inside who sets the edge, whether it's a strong safety or the safety that comes, somebody's got to come set the edge. Otherwise, you just run toss out the gate. Well, the Rams ran toss. Then Atlanta ran toss three or four times for eight or nine or ten yards. Then you get to the game last night. Russell Wilson opens up in the first third and eight. 
runs flip out the out the back door for eleven yards. I mean, I'm telling you, I don't understand it, fellas. It's a it's a brand of football that I I, I can't even. I mean, to not be able to address the fact that you got nobody to set the edge, and I'd like to blame it on a, a new coaching staff, a new scheme. Oh, they didn't have OTAs. We didn't have time in the preseason. Oh, crap. One of the first things you learn is get your ass out there and set the edge so that they can't just toss the ball for 10 yards. It's inexcusable, guys. I'm telling you, I, and I know, Matt, you know me well enough to know I, I'm not about – changing coaches the players play the game but at some point guys with what i've seen the first three games on this cowboys defense there's a big time problem and i'm talking about a big time problem all right and uh well we talked about it last night you feel like maybe there there needs to be some change how subtle is it does that mean maybe uh nolan needing to get more involved working with the secondary it was a uh, it was a really uh, rough performance. Now the good news is Cowboys have a couple of games coming up. They should be able to win. You never know. Browns come into town, followed by the Giants. And um, uh, stretch, I would say, the best thing going for this team is the fact that the division appears to be as down as it's ever been. And an Eagles uh, team that is not that far removed from winning a Super Bowl is out playing for ties, punting for ties. And uh, I, I don't think the Redskins uh, nor the uh, the Giants look like they can beat anybody. So right now, just by the very nature of, 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 of I mean, it's, it's, it's like they're being able to, to harbor in place, harbor in, in, in a horrible, horrible division that would be the silver lining after yesterday's loss. Well, and, and guys, let's think about this. Giants, new head coach. Uh, Washington football team, new head coach. Dallas Cowboys, new head coach. Philadelphia Eagles, same head coach, same quarterback. Upgraded their roster a little bit. Hey, they, uh, they haven't gotten a win. And if not for an unbelievable onside kick, the Cowboys wouldn't have a win. You'd have one team in the division that's had a win. So I, I think it's. I think you're going to see some guys start to make some adjustments. And and boy, if you're a fan in New York right now, how, how would you like? How would you like to have those two teams? I guess it could get a little worse. You could have. You could have either the Giants or the Jets to root for. Yeah, that's uh, that does not sound good at all. And. Boy, I tell you, uh, Stretch, it was fun, uh, um, you know, to see that Baylor team in Aranda. I know y'all talked about it on game time today. Boy, you had Robert Brewer on recently. You played with him. I think people love that interview so much. Uh, other entities ran ran over and and got Robert uh, <laughs> Brewer. But um, what did uh, what did you make? I wanted to see, kind of get your gut reaction. Obviously, Baylor has some incredible uh, offensive stars, but also some really, really good talent on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, Stretch, Texas barely gets out alive. Your alma mater against Texas Tech. Why do you think people aren't giving this Baylor team a little more respect? We saw the Sooners give up a big lead. I mean, I don't know why the Bears can't be in the middle of this thing. Well, and absolutely they can, Matt. I mean, you see what they did defensively. I mean, they, after the first drive, I mean, they made adjustments. I, I like what the 
you know, I like what the I like how the front plays. I mean, the front is a big physical front. They allow their linebackers to run. I mean, the secondary. Uh, Coach Robertson and Coach Aranda, guys, for game one in a new scheme and a new system, I, I thought did a hell of a job. I mean, right now, if you're looking at overall at what's going on in the Big 12, whether that's Oklahoma State, their starting quarterback being down, uh, Oklahoma that doesn't have any answers defensively. Texas gets a half a hundred hung on them by a team that scored 30, 35 against Houston Baptist. Yeah, I, I, I'd say right now you've got to think that Baylor is right there in the mix. The top of the Big 12, they're going to have every opportunity to do that. And, I mean, I thought Charlie, you know, executed the game plan okay. They, they got some big plays from the special teams, which tells me they're well coached. I mean, when you're making plays in, in, in that in that part of the game, I mean, that means they're emphasizing that part of the game. And I'd like to know how, you know, Coach Aranda split his schedule up when they, you know, obviously Houston didn't come, couldn't come to town a week ago, so they got another week off. And it, you can tell they were they were well coordinated with how they used their practice time, with what they did, with what they put together. They put a really good product on the field. I thought Les Miles had I'd come in here and bring a Kansas team that would play them much tougher than they did. And you know what? Baylor got out of – he really got after them from, from the beginning. So, a great win for Dave Aranda and a great win for his staff and those young men, that, you know, at Baylor. Well, uh, Les Miles could have used you out there, Stretch, and I know Les actually tried that at one point, but it was, uh, it was good to see Les, and I think he and Aranda do have a great relationship uh, Glenn Stretch Smith, you can hear him on Game Time, ten to noon on weekdays, ESPN Central Texas. Uh, Stretch, have a good afternoon, okay? Hey, thanks for having me, Mosley. Didn't mean to bother you today, buddy. Have a good day. There he goes, Glenn Stretch Smith. Didn't mean to bother us, Stephen. Stephen, um, let's look at our time here. All right, quick break, and then uh, we'll do the dismount. It's where Stephen has gathered couple of fun stories, a little breaking news today. One of the uh, top coaches in the NBA has been fired, has been shown the door. Some breaking news. We react to it all as we get you ready for a game six of the Stanley Cup final tonight. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor football rolls to a win over Kansas in Dave Aranda's coaching debut, plus volleyball and soccer from the weekend. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. What season is it? It's truck season at Allen Samuels. Ram trucks are raring to go, ready to work and play, and all feature the best deals of the year during Ram Power Days. Come get your brand new Ram Lone Star at Allen Samuels with 0% for 72 and no payments for 90 days. Or choose up to $9,250 in bonus cash and incentives. Ram, the highest pickup owner loyalty in America. Shop, apply, buy online. We deliver Ram Power Days at Allen Samuels. TMG can and here's why. To 
say my wife and I have a lot to clean is an understatement. So we go to TNG Chemical, where the pros know what cleaning solutions to use and give us detailed instructions on exactly how to use them. We never got that kind of advice from any other stores. And the prices at TNG are great, from general household cleaners to odor control solutions for our pets. We go to TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat with the Texas Coach Sportscaster of the Year, John Morris. And back on today's Baylor Sports Beat, thanks in large part to Treston Ebner's 272 all-purpose yards. Baylor won their season opener in football over Kansas on Saturday evening at McLean Stadium, 47-14 the final. Ebner scored three different ways, a rushing touchdown, a receiving touchdown, and actually two kick returns for touchdowns, one for 100 yards. First time a Big 12 player has scored those three ways in a Big 12 conference game. Bears win at 47-14, 1-0 on the season. After the game, we asked head coach Dave Aranda if he believes the team makes its most improvement between games one and two of the season. No, I do. I do believe that. And just, that, that just comes from experience, just going through that. I think, you know, there's, there's things like, um, you know, um, like this was our first pregame, right? And this yeah. was our first time in a hotel, and this was our first time uh, spending the night and uh, what Friday looks like and what Saturday morning looks like and um, how much time do we have off of our feet and, you know, what are the meals like and just all of it. And so, you know, when, when you go from, from that to the next time, there's going to be, oh, you know, instead of 15 minutes, we should have 10 minutes or instead of um, uh, this location, we should have that location or we should emphasize this instead of that. So there's things, there's little things like that that make a big difference. And then I think, you know, the uh, communication from upstairs to downstairs during the game is, is already better, but it'll continue to be better. And then I think, you know, a lot of guys have playing time that had not played. And so I think um, they're only going to continue to improve just with the, the playing time that they got and will continue to get. So I think there'll, there'll be uh, a fair amount of improvement here coming up. Yeah. Baylor football coach Dave Aranda following the 47-14 win over Kansas on Saturday. Next up, the Bears headed to Morgantown to play West Virginia this Saturday morning. Also from the weekend, Baylor splits two in volleyball in Lawrence against KU, dropping a 3-2 decision on Friday, bouncing back to win 3-0 on Saturday. Soccer drops a 2-1 overtime decision at Iowa State on Friday evening. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. Baylor was finally able to start the Dave Aranda era on Saturday, and they did so with a bang as they rounded Kansas 47-14 Saturday at McLean Stadium. Coach Aranda talked about finally being able to take the field with his team and all of the hard work done by everyone to make it a success. I'd be remiss if I didn't take the opportunity just to thank everybody that went into us playing this game. You know, I look at just the, all the work that it takes to put a game on particularly with us right there's times that we had games and then all of a sudden the games went away or the opportunity to go out and just play and be a team on the grass and face adversity and, and respond the right way proud of that proud of how we uh we played that second half sports center every 20 minutes only on espn central texas 
Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. It's time for the dismount. For a final look at today's top stories, here's Matt Mosley and Stephen Simcox. It is the two of us, and uh, I'll turn it over to uh, Stephen here. Been a very uh, active day. And uh, tomorrow we'll take more calls on the Cowboys. We did have a few calls today. Love it when y'all light up the uh, text line. That's the CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660. And um, Doc Rivers fired today as the uh, head coach of the Clippers. This is a team that brought in Paul George and uh, in Kawhi. And I, I, Stephen, I gotta say, I'm. Uh, I mean, I know that that they they got a, had a collapse and we're up three one. But I mean, I if they had to finish that thing up against the Nuggets, they were going to be playing in the Western Conference Finals against the Lakers. I mean, is that? I did not know for such an accomplished coach like Doc, that was going to be a fireable offense, especially after Doc, from a social justice uh, background. Was, was really one of the spokespeople, spokespersons of the, uh, of, the, uh, of the NBA, you know, during all that. It really had a very powerful voice. And Steve Ballmer, the billionaire himself, just stepped up and said, Doc, your services are no longer needed here. And uh, very, very strange. Yeah, curious to see them move on. Uh, I'm with you. I thought, I mean, yeah, you blew that lead. That was bad. But it was also a really weird season. It's the first year with this new group. But I know they had some chemistry issues, apparently. I just figured they'd tweak the roster. I did not think firing Doc would be the option. But here we are. So we'll see. Uh, You know, Ty Lue's name has come up immediately for that Clippers vacancy. Do you think Doc Rivers would make some sense in Houston if he wanted to to not take a break and, and keep coaching? Well, is his son already on that roster? He is, yes. Austin Rivers. Yeah, I, let me think about some of the, you know, you got to kind of think about the rivalries and who's on that team. Westbrook and the Beard. Let me kind of think of what I, what the uh, relationship is with Doc. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's not completely out of the realm. Generally, when there's an opening, everybody says, Ty Lue, just put Ty Lue in there. For some reason, his name comes up attached to every one of them. But, um, I don't know. I, I think, uh, I think that that would be, that would make sense. I mean, if Doc Rivers wants to keep coaching, I think he'll have a job pretty quickly. Matt, a uh, Cowboys note, Lyle Collins has missed the past few weeks with uh, with a hip injury. He hasn't made his season debut yet. It's been on the injured reserve list, and um, he was going to miss this Browns game, but he would be eligible to come back uh, the next week. And Mike McCarthy said today, Lyle Collins is a ways off from returning. Time will tell. He's obviously dealing with something that's significant. McCarthy is hopeful that Collins can avoid surgery. That's from John Machoda on Twitter from The Athletic. So Lyle Collins has gone from uh, just starting the season on IR to apparently 
hopeful that he'll avoid surgery and uh, he's a ways off on his return to play. So sounds like the Cowboys will be without Collins for a while. Obviously, Tyron Smith has missed the last couple games with a neck injury as well. Wow, that is that is a uh, unfortunate news to uh, to put out there. I mean, that will obviously uh, Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins would solidify this thing. And I guess the question will now become Zach uh, Martin did such a nice job moving out there to right tackle. Could you keep him there and keep Looney and keep Biotish at center? I mean, I, I, you know, you, you, you hate to take one of the best players in the NFL out of position, but you've got to put the best line possible together. Now, if Tyron Smith comes back, you could shift the swing tackle Brandon Knight over there to right tackle and then be able to leave everybody where they, where they need to be. And, um, and I, to me, that seems normal and seems like the thing to do. I thought, uh, I think you got to give Zach a lot of credit for stepping in there in a pinch, but that's asking a lot to just say, okay, for a while here, just play a different position. Now, I know he played it at Notre Dame. I get it, but um, he's been playing guard for a long time in this league, and that's an awkward thing to do to have to play out there on the edge when you're not used to doing it. So I, I think the play would be put Knight at right tackle and move – uh, and, and, and leave Martin over there playing the guard position he's comfortable with. Steven, can you replace Connor over there at left guard? <laughs> I mean, I thought, I thought he got blown up a couple times. Yeah. I mean, I, there's still a problem there when you just kind of – when you just absolutely can annihilate a guy. And um, they, they, his gap seems to be a popular spot for opposing teams. It does, and when it's Aaron Donald, it's one thing. When it's Benson Mayoa, it's another. But uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, Miles Garrett's a really good pass rusher for the Browns. So, again, you have another week where you got a dangerous guy on the edge and you're going to have to protect uh, to get this thing done. Matt, I'll close with this. The Houston Texans are apparently working out Earl Thomas this afternoon. Uh, the Cowboys, Stephen Jones said today that at this time they're not considering bringing someone in at that secondary spot at safety position or really getting any veteran defensive back help. Uh, Earl is from Orange, Texas. He went to West Orange Stark. So Houston would make some sense. Obviously, he wants to, or he's expressed interest in being back in Dallas, but the Houston Texans worked out Earl Thomas today. So we'll see if he lands there uh, with the uh, with the Texans who are 0-3 on the season so far. Do you know if his brother's going to be coming with him? <laughs> Goodness gracious, authorities in Houston already preparing. Once you get the uh, when you get the uh, Thomas brothers together, anything can happen. All right, there's some shenanigans that take place. So we'll keep an eye on that. Tell you where he needs to be working out. He needs to be right here, uh, Stephen. He needs to be in Arlington, Texas, or Frisco, as the case uh, might be. At the star. That's where he needs to be. But the Cowboys today, of course, Stephen Jones and Mike McCarthy, we're good. Feel good about our people. Feel good about our in-house options. Okay, we'll just keep letting people throw bombs on you. Here comes uh, t- here comes uh, Baker. Baker's gonna Baker's just going to go crazy in this ballgame. Odell might break 100 yards again this week. 
But Odell hadn't gone for over 100 in like 11 or 12 games, maybe like a whole season. And he'll he'll definitely do it against this Cowboys defense. All right, uh, go over to Shorty's tonight. If you want to watch the Stars, mention that you heard about it on the Mosley and Simcox extravaganza, and they will make some special deals with you. Chris Salazar has been known to cut a deal or two over there. And uh, remember when they score shorthanded, which they did a couple of games ago, Everybody gets a free slice of pizza. They call that the Shorty. And uh, Shorty's Pizza Shack, we love them. And uh, it's great pizza, great atmosphere, great TVs, and and really exquisite service. Led by the GM, Chris Salazar. The man will be in a hockey jersey, Stars hockey jersey, with kind of a long beard. Kind of an intimidating young man, but uh, really kind of a uh, teddy bear at heart. All right, Stephen, um, great work by you today. Appreciate it. Appreciate your laser-like focus, your high school football knowledge, and just everything you've brought to the table. Um, And uh, why don't you go ahead and sign us off this evening? Good night, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow. Tune in at 9 a.m. for the John Morris Show, game time 10 to noon, UNR noon to 3, and the Matt Mosley Show from 3 to 6. Talk to you tomorrow afternoon, Lord willing.